Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, and five, four, three, Three, two, two, one. And welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm your gaming gal, Kalai. Today with me is Roberto. What's up, Roberto? Doing okay. (laughs) Just a little, uh, oh, what a day. Nice sun, nice heat, and finally cracking technical problems. So, feels pretty good. Okay, and I'm also joined by Joe. What's up, Joe? Hyrule Warriors, baby! Let's go! <laughs> and I'm also joined by the Canadian himself, Corey. What's up? Um, obviously this guy is up first. Um, my roof is before that, but uh, I am up in the Great Canadian North, living the dream. And today we have our special guest back for his second appearance here is JT. What's up, JT? You want poop suck. I want poop suck. Wrong show. I don't care. <laughs> um, now, for those of you that are new to this podcast, we are a conversational podcast for gamers, by gamers, about gaming. Today's episode is the big RPG episode that everybody has been waiting for. So... Before we get into that, let's head over to our backlog beta. Um, I have JT at 91, Joseph Priestley at 61, Gareth at 26, James McCall at 25, CJ at 22, Daryl at 21, Tricky Make at 20, Homer gets stuffed at 16, T-Bird at 8, Glenn Ory at 7, Jim at 6, William Ridgeway at 3, Zachary Ledford at 3, Derek at 1, Joshua Craps at 1, Simon at 1, Zachary at one. We have Andrew Middlemoss at zero. Daniel Jones at minus three. Roberto at minus, we're going to say uh, 25 because he hasn't been reporting any of his bu- stuff he's been buying. It's probably <laughs> negative mi- minus 20 or 15. I, I, I updated and stuff. I haven't bought anything really. Oh. You haven't bought anything, so it's really minus three? Something like that, yeah. I'd say minus okay. 10 to be fair. Uh, Veronica's at minus four, Corey's at minus six, Levi's at minus 21. I am some way, way at the bottom, I think 60. I'm not 100% sure because for whatever reason, I messed myself up and it has to be fixed. So keep playing and we'll keep reading your name out. So let's talk about what we've been playing. Roberta, what have you been playing? Uh, uh, bunch of stuff. Uh, not too much, though. I'm starting to get the my my uh, swing of things back again because, like, I kind of was like in this really weird lull of of bouncing back and forth between uh, games and uh, not playing as much as I used to. But I did manage to get like my win back. So we're gonna start off with uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, which was released this pa- uh, last week. So who here is familiar with the Tony Hawk games? I love Tony I, Hawk. Uh, Oh my goodness! First PC like, game I ever owned. I like I'm jelly. I'm super jelly. Ones. Yeah, thanks to a friend at Activision, they managed to give me a, a deluxe edition key, and 
it's a very remarkable experience. It's it's a game that doesn't feel like a remaster or a remake. It feels like the game was left to just in, evolve somewhere in like a server deep underneath Activision, and then after what like it's been twenty years, it just evolved on its own and became a game that is so refreshingly new and refreshingly original. Oh, okay. Not original familiar. That's the word I'm looking for familiar. It was just an excellent, um, an excellent, excellent remake or remastering, if you will. So if you're familiar with Tony law pro skater, great. This is excellent. This is a complete no brainer buy for you because the, the levels are there. The controls are there. The gameplay is there. Uh, everything that you can think of is there. There's a few modern ad- enhancements and touches, such as mods, which can make the game much more accessible to players that are unfamiliar. Uh, you, like, and also uh, an RPG-esque multiplayer kind of mechanic, where like everything you do gives you XP, and you level up to unlock more gear. The, but that's, also, also, but that's how the original one, wasn't it? You'd, you'd level I mean, up from what I remember... I I rented the original a lot from back Blockbuster. Yeah, Wait, you yeah. have like a profile level this time and you level that up? Well, yeah, yeah. Like you can get to level 50 or level 100 or what have you. That was not um, in the original game. Oh, I was just saying, each character was one of those things where you'd like play with the character and then you would uh, unlock everything for the character. And then as you unlocked all the points in right. each character, that seems to be still it. there because like you still oh, got to okay. collect stat points. So naturally, I'm. Um, Tony Hawk and I'm trying to max him out and I am noticing the differences too because before like I kind of I noticed that he kind of weighed he was pretty heavy on the gravity and like I was like I'm not really going taking a lot of air like I used to granted I used to rent it so I can use the the cheat code books the original use the cheat code book to to make zero gravity and unlock spider-man and unlock the heaven level and stuff like that so (laughs) uh this time around you know actually playing without any cheats or anything like that so it's an interesting um, experience there. Well, I so heard in- they made it so that the game itself, they actually lowered the amount of like physics. They actually made it more realistic. They tried to make it in, in between of Tony Hawk and skate because it was trying to be more of that. Like uh, a, lo- a lot of what I've seen people talk about is the idea and watching the demo be played multiple times. Uh, it's one of those things where I heard it's actually supposed to be more grounded um pun intended um on the idea that it makes it more realistic and not as like floaty and stuff as the old ones used to be uh that's not what i fucking signed up for so i don't know if i want this game now that's a problem with like modern day skate games to me i know you like your modern day skate games you love skater xl but i'm very of the mindset like tony hawk is good because it's arcadey because it has no, no, that it's like still, it's still arcadey what i'm saying is that when you press when you go to ollie you're not ollieing twice the the bar 90 feet in the air yeah yeah you're ollieing maybe the bar length so you're you're ollieing still six feet in the air just not the 20 the 30 feet you used to be able to ollie like it's not you going off a quarter pipe and then like flying so high in the air that doing the 900 wasn't a problem because you just spin a 900 right like that's what they've now, made it kind of like, now now, Roberto, is there a way to change that and put back the old physics in the game? Like, how does that work? So, listen, the, the, so from what I gather, like I said, the old physics of the game, the original game, was that you had an arcade capability and 
I like I said, I put cheat codes to make like my character have virtually no gravity in the original. Um, oh, you could break all the records in like five seconds with that. Yeah. So, um, I get. I mean, obviously the physics are going to change because you're talking about a game that was made 20 years ago, and Tony Hawk looked like a bunch of triangles sewn together, and now you have a game that has a more realistic aesthetic, and you're trying to finagle this interesting direction of what's like realistic and what's also unrealistic so it's it's difficult because like you know you have to remember that the last go around for tony hawk was like pro skater 5 or whatever and it was a complete disaster for physics. so now that being said um now that being said i'd have to say that the physics feel fine I mean, I'd say the difficulty is just trying to pull off combos again. You know, I, I mean, now you can do manuals. Now you have access to more trucks and, and controls with modern controls. If you want to make it as true to the original as you want, there is a control setting to set it to t- Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 controls. So um, in addition to, like I said, there's mods that can give you infinite uh, balancing. Like you don't tip. So you're talking about like mods a- or cheats because... That's that's used to that's like the cheat menu basically is what they kind had of. in Tony Hawk three, right? Well, kind of, but the, the the trick is is that if you activate those, your leaderboard, your score doesn't get posted to the leaderboards, and then um, it's disabled in certain modes. So yeah, yeah which makes sense. In any case, I spent a lot of time on warehouse in the school level. I did like the Chicago um, tournament, and then I just unlocked uh, d- d- downtown Michigan, and um, so I mean, visually the game looks great. Uh, gameplay wise, I mean, it takes some getting used to because I've been I I like the the key of course to nailing some of these scores is you have to nail your combos. So you need to be like quick scoping on your controls like a lot with manuals, uh, ollies, flips, rolls. Uh, I mean, all that you just, stuff. You, you just really to need to get good at grinding, Roberto. That's it. Like, that's that's like um, just just get good at grinding. Once you can so, get a good grind line going, you could beat all the six scores and stuff. Right, so in any case, um, it's excellent. And then the good, the ex- more excellent news is you do have the opportunity to listen to the soundtrack, which, for those unfamiliar, this was the golden age of punk rock. This was an age where all sorts of rock and roll, alternative rock, punk rock, it all really took off. I mean, yeah, I would have probably spiced it up with like maybe some Red Hot Chili Peppers and a couple other things, but there are the soundtrack is legendary. You have Rage Against the Machine, you have uh, Power Man Five Thousand, you have Sublime, you have Three One One, you have a bunch of other artists out there, and it just perfectly nails this West Coast vibe of skateboarding. This is an age where you had all that in addition to Rocket Power on Nickelodeon, and everybody wanted to be a skateboarder or some X sport, whatever, with rollerblades, things like that. It was like a really unique era where that took over. And fortunately, the soundtrack is there. There's a couple new tracks that actually do a pretty good job. I mean, they're, you know, they're modern. They're okay. They're it's like, also on Spotify, if anybody wants yeah, to check so, it out. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, that's kind of um, where that comes from. And it's just, it's really, really good to see that they actually... Uh, really did uh, that well regarding the soundtrack and that uh, that attention to care. I have a question um, for you. I have a question for you, real quick, if you don't mind. Um, 
how is yeah. the game broken up? Is it broken up like most other remasters with multiple games? Like you enter each game separately, or is it one big game? It's uh, it looks like it's one big game. Like right now, I'm on the Pro Skater One campaign, and then there's a second campaign for Pro Skater Two, and then oh, there's a multiplayer mode, and there's also a mode where you can actually design your own skate park. Nice. Yeah, so, they, so they brought in the mode from four, and for everyone at home. I got the big question for you. Is it two separate trophy lists or one trophy list? It's oh, one big trophy list. I'm looking at it right oh! now. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. So it's 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 because the title is literally Tony Hawk Pro Skater One Plus Two. So uh yeah, unlock Roswell and in, in TP THPS one classic. Um, get uh, all the medals. Uh, then uh, complete every goal in THPS two classic, and nice, nice. Uh, create a skater using the CAS system. So, uh, you know things like that. So it, it's definitely going to be something that's going to drive a lot of hours and time, particularly with unlocking the collectibles, which are report, which I can I think I can confirm are basically in the same spot that they were twenty years ago. So if you were the kind of guy who try to figure out where to find the collectibles and the secrets and all that. All that is there. So um, it's just an overall just excellent, remarkable surprise. Like if you had told me a couple of years ago, Activision's going to be remaking Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 or 1 in any case, I would have laughed because after that embarrassment that was Tony Hawk Skate Ride with that little skateboard peripheral and then number 5 or whatever that was, um with where we're like you have to do an ollie and it just basically used like quantum teleportation in the, in the physics of the game i would have just said forget it you know if it comes back it's gonna have microtransactions it's gonna be gotcha it's gonna be completely broken and, and they made a remarkably sharp game here um i am genuinely very impressed vicarious visions is like becoming my new favorite developer anyways moving on um uh, quick question quick question for you i want to know is it uh, based off of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 when it comes to the controls, or is it based off of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2? Like I said, it has default modern controls. So, like, no, I was able to pull... like, are you able to revert? Are you able to. Because obviously, you can manual in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 game, right? Right. So that means that it's added, it's taking the controls from 2 and putting into the one campaign, which you were never able to do. And so I'm assuming, can you revert in this? Or is reverting not allowed? Re oh, I thought it was called reverb. No, no, revert. Okay, because there is a trick called reverb. And it's like you go on the half pipe, right? And then you do and your you trick. And, and then you, right you, when you hit the ground, you hit the, the R2 trigger button. And then you reverb. And they uh, say that's a great or, or reverb. Whatever that is, um, I suppose it's there. Okay, so that's in Tony Hawk 3. Okay, cool. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's in this one. That was yeah, the like I said, way to make scores in in that game is just yeah, that's broken now. <laughs> now it's real broken. Just grind, 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 going half pipe, revert, 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 manual, revert, manual, grind. No, no, but the revert only gets activated when I when I go off the half pipe and land. Like I have to trigger yeah, no, it right when I land. Like yeah, I can't just do that the whole old games. on the ground. No, that's, the thing. that's how it was in the old games. It was right. just the idea you used to be able to sit there and you used to build the manual. You used to be able to go up the half pipe and you used to be able to revert and then you would manual after you reverted and if you manualed after you reverted then you would basically uh at that point you would just basically continue to have a crazy s score. Right. It's so 
it's definitely if if like I said, I have to just encourage it again. It's just a great game all the way around. I mean, if if but if you're someone that has very strong memories of playing this with like but with by yourself or with your friends in the nineties, you really just owe it to yourself right now to just pick it up digitally or physically. It's worth that forty dollar price tag you're saying. Uh-huh. Anyway. All right. So um I also played World of Tanks for the first time on my Switch. Did you get them WWE skins? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh. Um, oh my god. No, um, so get this, guys. So World of Tanks has multiple iterations. Nintendo uh, during that Nintendo Direct, they announced a World of Tanks Blitz was coming. And I got um I got a special, you know, founders pack, whatever, from from a press contact. And um so the Nintendo Switch is Nintendo's World of Tanks Blitz, and then there's regular World of Tanks PS4 on the PS4. I have been playing both just to get a feel. And Blitz I kind of like more, I think, because it's just it's quick, it's simplified, it's easier, it's an overall just, you know, more just tighter game. Um the, the PS4 one's pretty cool. I mean, if like, you know, the only thing is that <laughs> the game doesn't, it's like you want to get like the really cool badass tanks, like the modern stuff, like the T-72, and then you have to really grind out for that. And then you might wind up in a map where you're in the same class as tank as the T-72. And then like the T-72 and a bunch of other tanks just gang up on you and just blow you to smithereens. Um, in one round, I actually was just kind of, minding my business trying to scout the enemy and then one of the guys locked onto me with a tow missile which is basically an anti-tank missile fired from a tank and just obliterated me and i was just very very disappointed in myself <laughs> so um it was so anyway world of tanks is a free-to-play game it's been around for a long long time there's about 200 million players that are playing world of tanks as we speak uh it it's basically along the lines of a bunch of um of other uh, games from wargaming.net, such as World of Warships. And the objective is to get a tank, train your crew, and fight other players. Now, the PS4 version has a single-player campaign, and it's actually narrated and scripted, and it allows you to drive all sorts of different tanks. There's also some alternate history segments, such as the invasion of Cuba and a nuclear weapon going off in Cuba in 1962 or whatever. Um, this one is strictly for the Switch. is strictly a multiplayer only um, uh, combat game where you hop into a tank and you fight other enemies. So, um, and the other enemies being players, other enemy players. So the nice thing with the Founders Pack that I got, I had like a heavier like weight of I think it was like four stage four, stage five tank, and a few other lighter ones. And then you're able to acquire them through gameplay and research and so on and so forth. And so far, the gotcha mechanics that usually are there are not as prevalent as they usually are, like with with like uh, with uh, Elder Scrolls Blades. Um, uh, there's are we, like are we talking about the gotcha mechanics in the Switch one, or are we talking about gotcha mechanics in the PS4 one? Because I can tell you from the the PS4 one, the gotcha mechanics are definitely there. Oh yeah, they're they're they're, they're there because like I I did want to pick up the WWE skins, but it's like you need two hundred thousand gold coins and then it's like you have to spend like 30 bucks on it. i'm just like i'm not spending 30 bucks on a tank screw that oh um, for me it was the the when they make you have the pilots and stuff like you have to get the the crew members and crap and they make you have to like sit there and it's like if you try to get a crew member then you have to it, it's all this extra crap you have to do and it's just like yeah that i haven't gotten to yet on the ps4 this one 
it, I mean, it has crews, but the object it's just you just play and you just select the crew and you just level them up through the com- through gameplay and combat. One nice thing I, I like is that if you do get destroyed early on in the match, you can just quit the match and then select another tank and then go on to that match and then the other match will conclude. So you can like get blown up, then go to another completely different match, and then you can come back to the main hangar and find out that the that your team won the match and then you get the awards. So it's like you don't have to sit and wait for the entire thing to finish. So you can like kind of move on and keep playing. So it's it's a it's a nice little uh pinch, I have to say, that I, I like. And um the, the controls are good, the sound is good. The uh the overall gameplay feeling is actually pretty strong. Um I definitely can see people like playing, you know, playing this for an hour or so just to loosen up and you know warm up to playing game playing more video games and things like that and not you know it's not anything that is going to hog your time the whole time but it is something that you know definitely worth having on your switch to just enjoy yourself with um it's pretty cool i like it and uh so um it's cool it's neat it's it's World of Tanks. <laughs> um, I definitely have to say I got kind of hooked into it overall because then, like I said, I downloaded it for the PS4 and I started playing it on PS4 and I started really kind of enjoying the um, more of those World mechanics of and 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 yeah, you know, and just uh, being able to just you know be on the larger battlefields and play the single player campaign and so on and so forth. It's uh, you know, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, not, I mean, it's definitely something I can see myself sinking some time into from time to time. Maybe not um, losing many, many hours to, but, you know, like something for fun and something to just, you know, depressurize and enjoy. I got to ask, um, what rank are you in ranked? Um, you know, I don't think I even tried ranked yet. <laughs> um, I, I it switched as ranked and regular, and I think I've been doing regular this whole time. Um, I guess like, I, I mean, the game just came out not too long ago. I think that the, the reasoning is, is that ranked was not available yet. Uh, so, um, I'd have to check it out. But, uh, in any case, you know, good stuff. It's free. You can't go wrong with World of Tanks on the Switch. Uh, anything else or should we move on? Well, um, Nintendo Switch, uh, did I mention Peaky Blinders? No. Oh, okay, cool. All right, I'll mention that as my last game real quick. Peaky Blinders Mastermind. So there's apparently, and this I should have talked to Patrick about this uh, when we had him on the show, because he did the, uh, the, the, the English cockney, what, what, do you, what do you mention, guys? Like the cockney, cockney voice acting? We did the, he, did the, he did the character for it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cockney, like, oh, cockney I, like, accent? Yeah, yeah, like it's not an English British accent, it's a Cockney accent. Cockney accent, yeah. Okay, that's what it's called. Okay. <laughs> there was um I should have brought this up considering cuz this cuz considering the nature of the game. Peaky Blinders is a British gangster series on Netflix. It's about this uh British and Irish gang following World War 1 and they're trying to take over the sl- the streets of England uh well London, I should say. Between the years of following World War One and before World War Two starts, and, and you know it's the usual kind of mafia crime noir type thing, you know, like family loyalty, uh, heists, machine guns, champagne, uh, good old fashioned Irish fist cu- fisticuffs, and 
so on and so forth. So I didn't really hear about this for at all. You know, Netflix has a really, really good reputation of making sure that you don't hear about its best shows, but you hear about its shows that aren't so good. <laughs> That's just one of my big criticisms with them, but I, I can go on. And it's uh, Peaky Blinders started its fifth season last year, la- late last year, and I think it's trying to go on to a, a seventh or eighth season, probably more. Damn, it's and that then, old. Yeah, it's been around for a while, apparently. I just, once again, Netflix is really, really good at letting you know about shows that you don't need to know about, like Big Mouth, but then shows that you should know about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say Big Mouth was bad? Get out of here. That show's amazing. No. It's- I, I, I can debate you on that for, for an hour. Oh, I will debate um, you on, anyways, on that for so, an hour. You, just, you can do that stuff. on film stuff. Well, actually, um, that's Netflix stuff. That's our other show that we're going to have, where all we do is talk about Netflix and the Netflix problems. And then we're going to have another one called Amazon Prime stuff. And then we're going to have another one called uh, Disney Plus stuff. But that one won't be updated too often because we'll just get in a bunch of crap. We'll probably get caught. Yeah, so. The Weeb one. Oh, the Weeb one, yeah. yeah. Weebo, Weebo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so then in any case um yeah so then future lab the guys behind velocity 2x they made actually they actually made a peaky blinders video game for ps4 nintendo switch xbox and pc called peaky blinders mastermind so future lab as you know they made velocity 2x they have a really good handle at things like teleportation shmups action that type of thing this is a very different approach for them you see velocity the the velocity master peaky blinders okay there we go peaky blinders i haven't personally seen the show how many times have you said the word peaky blinders in this review about 15 times the he counted the main character is really good at punctuation and punctual timing so if he wants to plan a heist he can be able to rob an entire bank or something all without firing a shot. So what it's yeah. Well, he has a team, a family. So it's a matter of walking past certain people at the right time, distracting guards at the right time, crawling through spaces, bargaining with people to help you open a door. That's automatically secure. And this flows with time on the bottom of the screen. There's a, there's a flow of time of activity. So you can you can play the game and then your char- like when you do things with your character it's recorded and if you get detected you can rewind and then choose another character to follow the actions of that character that already happened and then allow that thing to happen so it's a, it's an interesting time mechanic you're rewinding time to make sure this thing happens you're fast forwarding time to make sure something happens it's not time travel like the game like like i said the show is all about you know or a 1920s gangster noir stuff in, in, in England. So there's no time travel or anything. It's just the game maneuvers time because that's how the main character, Thomas, thinks. He's a very calculated mind, so he just can figure out the timing of how to move through a facility, how to infiltrate something, how to get what he wants with the minimal violence. Uh, there's a couple moments of fisticuffs. Unfortunately, there's no like big bombastic action sequences, no shooting, anything like that. So it's a very quick uh type of story you can probably play the game and beat it in under 10 hours and it's a story that takes place before the first season so if you're a fan of the show i suppose it's okay the biggest thing is just being able to do all that 
get the highest rank and score, and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, it's uh, not a bad game. It's pretty good. It's lean. It's from Future Lab. And if you're if you're looking for something different, something that's like a puzzle mechanic that's different, that a game that could have been turned into an action game but is not because, you know, they want to do something a little more smarter, it's not a bad game. Definitely something of a of a solid title. All right, uh, JT, what have you been playing this week? All right, so I have been playing. So this weekend, I played Borderlands with none other than Kalai. Yes. We have been, we we co-opt uh, the um, online achievements, Steam achievements, for the non-enhanced version. Apparently, they're they're stacks. Like they're two separate lists. Who would have thought? Well, yeah, there's um, the regular version, the game of the year version. Well, the, the game of the year version is the enhanced version for Steam. Yes, uh, which which was very hard to play because I've played the enhanced game and the normal game. Looks like ass. It does. Um, the next game I recently one hundred percented. The Walking Dead season four, the final season. How did you like the difference in the way the game plays out? Um, I, for one, liked how it was different in the fact that you couldn't just go through the game and get the platinum. You actually had to go back and replay things. It forced that. it forced you to replay the game. I love that. Well, I I abuse saves. Uh, like I saved at specific points so I wouldn't have to replay uh, those points. Um, because I'm smart. Uh, I, I, uh, I liked that you couldn't, it wasn't a gimme platinum. Like, you had to, there are missables in that game, and, and it's, if you don't save at specific spots, you have to play that episode over again. Um, I will say that I cried at the end. Won't tell and, what happened because I still haven't finished it yet. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but it was such a tease. Like I cried so much for nothing. So are we talking and like it, like season one out. crying? Or are we talking like like yeah? Season one is probably the most shocking ending to a video game I've ever played. Yeah. So is it more crying yeah, than season no, one? Or are we talking much, about like pretty much? You cried because you expected it to happen, but then it didn't happen. Gotcha. Okay, okay. And, and, and when it didn't happen, you're like, all those tears for nothing. What what, what did I cry for? The love of the game, man. The love of the game. Oh, my God. But um, after that, I am a few chapters in on A Plague Tale Innocence, which is uh, really good. I quite enjoy it so far. Playing the Xbox One version. Um, and I am also playing drumroll please start an RPG. Hallelujah. Uh, Massive Fight <laughs> Andromeda. Uh, I want to go back to that. I just haven't had the chance yet. I I um, well the thing is is that like I have three of the four games 100% on the PlayStation. 
So it's like I you just got to do it. I kind of have to do it. I got to do it. It doesn't matter if it's the worst one. I have to do it. Now, what are you going to do if they like shadow drop the trilogy on N7 day this year? Um, I'll probably wait on it and then do it because, like, the thing is that you need like a break after you can't with with RPGs. You can't just move on to the next stack. I used to be able to do that, but I can't do that anymore. Like you I used to be playing back, back to back to back to back. Can't do that anymore though. You can't, you can't just go like Mass Effect One into Mass Effect One, and you can't go into Mass Effect. But it, it's so grueling. Like I did that with uh. My old account, mine, cool person. I did that with Tales of uh, Graces. I went from Tales of oh, Graces NA oh to EU to Japan, oh. and my brain was roasted. I the could not. Just brutal to replay over and over. It's like beat the game on level one. Oh, what? No, it's not like that at all, but okay. Um, not for trophies, but for the titles and stuff. Because you do have to get all the titles in that one to get the platinum. Yes, you do, and that's that was a, that was a, one of the big problems. So Yeah, those uh, are always a pain in the ass. Like Symphonia. I also played uh, Skyrim. I beat that. I, I believe that's the game that I was playing the last time I was on the show. You just beat the campaign? Or did you do one hundred? I beat the campaign. I already got the one hundred percent on PlayStation Four. I don't. I don't see the need to go back and do it on the Xbox. I, I mean, you already started it. You might as well. No, I'm not a completionist on a on Xbox. I have like a twenty nine percent completion ratio. What's your ratio that's on PS Four right now? Ninety two. What are you working on? That's not complete. Uh, on the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. Aspect Andromeda right now. It's been in my account for since I uh, finished Mass Effect 3 a few months ago. Is that the only game that you have in Platinum that's on your account? No, I have like, I think I have like 25 incomplete games on my account. Wow. Yeah, but I, be, I feel like you've completed so many that your, yeah, you, your completion ratio can be, ratio can be that high. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I completed a, a shit ton, and oh, uh, it, it it does. All those Rattlackas help you there. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, <laughs> the Rattlackas really did help, um, especially playing six stacks of them, but... Um, Jesus. Well, you know, I stopped doing it altogether. Like, I don't... I stopped. There, it, for me... I never played those games past the Platinum, and I feel like if you're going to put a game out, I feel like you should have to beat the game to consider it a Platinum, and I think that those games, you know... I mean, they fill a void, man. That's what they're made for. They're made for people to hunt trophies. Well, yeah, well, what I did originally was I would play the rack games while I played these super long, intensive, grindy games, and then, uh, and that's what would keep me sane, but now I, I just can't play rack games anymore because I played way too many of them. You ride it out? Ha, it, ha. it got me. Got me, man. Like, 
it's like it's like those play-tailed mouses like they they took me down to earth and ate me alive and that's pretty much all i've been playing okay and what about you uh cory i mean for me uh i bought myself or i bought kathy let me rephrase that i was nice and i gifted kathy uh ring fit adventures and she said she'd never play it in front of me, so I had to understand what it was myself. So I, just, I, I did it myself. Um, that game, um, I tell you, they, they, it is definitely, it's not like the Wii Fit. Like the Wii Fit, it was one of those games where, you know, you saw those cheese videos where people are like, oh, that's how you cheese this game. And if you actually play this game the way it's meant to be played, like I'm playing a moderate and I was sweating after two levels and I'm like, this is crazy. And so call me maybe. Yeah. And so if I actually played that on like <laughs> intense, <laughs> intensity, um, um, like the insane difficulty, I would probably be dying inside. Like it's got an RPG element. So it's actually kind of funny because it actually works in this podcast right now on this topic because it is an RPG. Um, is it? It is because the way it works is as you play the game, uh, you'll go through the levels, you'll encounter enemies, and it actually goes into a turn-based combat. Oh my god, it is an RPG. That, that you then, then you then have to pick your move, and what the move is, is that god. you have to do certain motions, and it's like, it might be a, a yoga pose, or it might be like, a, where you have to like push the ring in, and then hold it for a bit, and then release Get it. In there. And then, and then, And then they get their turn, and they attack you, and it's back and forth until you kill the enemy, and so... You level up as you defeat as you defeat more enemies and complete more levels. You gain experience. You gain levels, which then gains you more skills and moves to use. So it is it is an alternative person, a fitness RPG. That's so um, weird, but cool. Oh, yeah, well, that's the weird thing. I kept on playing it. Like usually, fitness games. That's that's always the issue, right? Like Beat Saber um, kind of gets me because it's a rhythm game, and I like rhythm games, whereas this game gets me because it's an RPG, and I'm like, oh, man, I gotta complete the next level. I gotta, like, get my... I gotta so grind some levels up. There's even to a point where what they do is they make it so that if you turn off the switch, if you put the switch in rest mode, if you clip the controller into the ring, and you just start pumping the ring randomly, like, <laughs> well, the switch is off, and if you get a certain amount, it will unlock gifts for you and items for you when you go back to your game oh man and you can gift those items to people if people are too lazy to do themselves and so it's like it's 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 a it's it for for really in all honesty i have to admit it's probably one of the best fitness games i've played that actually is entertaining but it is a workout like if you actually like do what it says to do and you're actually being honest with yourself and you're doing it I don't have to go outside no more to be fit. I can just stay in my house. So. And you know I'm going to cheese that shit. I, I don't know how you would cheese it, though. Like, that's the, the thing. disservice like, to yourself, man. I don't know how you would cheese it, though, but that's my whole point. Like, with the why you would cheese played, an $80 workout game. Well, it's, it's like how you would cheese it is you would have to, like, I guess, do the yoga poses and just not do that. But, like, it may, there's a leg strap. So you have the pedometer, so you have to run. So like you're gonna have to move something. I don't know why you're gonna put it up to a paint shaker and then like and like pushing well, that ring. <laughs> like well, pushing it, it, that ring in is not 
an easy thing. Like I don't, there's no way to cheese put pushing in the ring or pulling the ring. Well, like you would with, have with, to still do something with the connect. Uh, it's a different thing, but still, uh, there, there are a lot of workout games with that. And apparently all you need to do is put a plushie near it and it'll cheese the game. Yeah. Not here. Not here. This one, this one, like, I don't, like I say, I could see you cheesing the pedometer part of it, like hook it up to, like I say, a pink shaker or something or something that's vibrating and maybe that will get it to move up and down. But the actual ring itself where you like when you're running the like when you're running the lap, like you have to move your feet and run this arena is how it works. And then you can hit things to get you coins and gold to buy new items. Now, how you do that is you have to push the ring in. So you're running down, you're running this thing, and then you're like having to aim the ring to the left or right or up or down and like push it in, push it in, push it in, trying to like blow. And then if you want to like have to do a long jump, you have to put put the ring down to the ground and then do the same thing. Like it, it, there's a lot of mechanics to it. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I I can't believe that this game is like, I didn't, I thought this was just like, you know, the Wii Fit or, um, you know, all the other Wii sports games where it's just like a a throw in. What game? Wing Bring Fit Adventures. They finally made more of them. They were like out of stock forever. And then they I yeah, it's like eighty bucks in the Switch in the States. Yeah, I bought it for no, I bought it for ninety, I think. Ninety a hundred. I think I paid a hundred Canadian for it, so that makes about sense. Because that ring itself, like if you go to buy one of those workout rings just off of Amazon, because I did one of I did that too as well. Um, to buy just the ring without the special controls and all that, it's like a twenty dollars ring anyway. So really, you're you're just paying for the game, and then the ring comes like you're just paying for a regular workout ring that's a switch ring. So I I bought I played that. Um, the other thing I played is I'm trying to get my last trophy in Skater XL. Um, I've now learned that it may never happen. Um, oh my god! This is another Corey glitch control. Really? No, 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 no. It's because I, I. So when they programmed the, okay. So JT, just to give you an example, most of the trophies in this game are easy. Okay. okay. The hard trophy is you have to make your character ride forty point zero seven kilometers in game. Now. That shouldn't be that far. Now, I don't know if it's something that they screwed up. It might be like, you know, the Rocket League glitch they used to have with the tires where for some odd reason, it wasn't really like the game's distance compared to how long you were actually driving. Like you were actually driving longer than you actually the distance wise. And I think that's what's wrong with this game. From what I've heard, um, people are having to leave their consoles on for anywhere from two to three hundred hours to get this trophy to pop. What? Yeah, just just idle. Not more. Here, but here's the problem, JT. The physics in this game—it's not like Tony Hawk. It's not like I can set my character on a line and he's going to do the same line every time. Oh. He could hit a bump, and that one bump, like that—that—that that, that jump he takes, he won't take it the same way every single time. The physics in this game are so realistic that yeah. I'll walk away, I'll come back, and he's like riding off into the distance and i'm like damn it son of a bitch isn't that the point to just keep on riding like isn't that like what it is yeah yeah well that's the whole point of the game like the game doesn't have a story mode it doesn't have any it's just a play it game but uh, what i was gonna suggest was just 
put more bands and have them go in the circle. Well, the problem is you'd have to push X because he, otherwise he won't move. Like he won't go full. And then that's what I mean. Like I, there's a lot of oh. things I could do to get it Tape to work. That. Tape the X down. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. You have to. It's multi press. I would have to get a. I have to get a repeater controller in order to do yeah, that, or or get a pro con, some kind of programmable controller. Sure, but anyway, I mean that game's amazing. I don't care what anybody says. I think that's it's a. You know what? For playing it when I first started playing it, the controls. I was like, this is stupid. This is a really. I'm like, this is really hard. I don't get any of these controls. I don't understand how this works. But once you actually start doing it. It's probably the most intuitive skateboarding game I've ever played. Nah, man, you, like you get that done. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm just never get never it, surrender. Don't. As it is right now, um, while we're, Don't I can't see it, my man. I can't see my screen, but as we're going right now, um, the 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 the, the game is uh, doing the loops. But yeah, I found out the loops that I'm doing, it's going to take anywhere from two to three hundred hours because I don't. It's just not tracking distance right. Like there's people that are uh doing it where yeah, they're yeah, like that sucks man there are a lot of games that do that i think the crew did that at one point yeah too. well yeah the crew had it where you had to drive so many kilometers and then everyone's like what the fuck i've definitely dr- driven over an hour um and then all of a sudden they're like why is it still not clicking and it's just because for some odd reason some of these games just don't have distance programmed properly yeah. um and then other than that uh marvel avengers i mean this game is I like this game. I've played this game a lot. I really like it. And in all honesty, um, I think it's a great game. And I, I mean, yes, there is, there is a lot of, um, there is a lot of things that are wrong with this game. Um, I mean, has Captain I, has Captain America recovered from his seizure yet? Uh no, so they haven't patched my 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 cap stroke, my stroke cap, uh or anybody's stroke cap. I found that out that it's not just me. Uh, Brandon uh went and used the same character with the same skin, and he also had stroke cap. So um uh if you guys want to see what I'm talking about, um at some point uh we are doing a pass or play on this uh live on Twitch. And I'm going to have all the gameplay that I've captured between me playing with Joe, with Andy from dual screens, with a lot of other people playing by myself, as well as a lot of my glitches and everything. I'm going to put them into that video um, and you get to see stroke cap. You get to see uh, some frame issue, frame rate issues, which do happen in the game periodically. But the one thing I will admit, the more Black Widow going ham because she's hot. Well, actually, Joe, you'll like it. Uh, someone today actually sat there and put all the uh, the the actual uh, movie star faces onto um, all the characters. PC version, yeah. Yeah. You talking so, about the PC version? I don't know if it's a PC version. Someone did it on something. I think they just yeah, use an editing uh, program. They just use that new face program that's out that that double face or your face or whatever face. And my face. Doctor. Yeah, that's it. Wherever, but they slapped like they took Chris Evans' face and then they programmed it onto those faces. Yeah, it's just a hey, hey, old guy, Captain America. Yeah, so like I have stroke cap. I have like a bunch of other things. Um, but it's a good game. You know what? I do. I I do miss a, games like Destiny, where it gave me some reason to come back every day and play them. I that's mean, what MMO does my friend. 
Yeah, and I but I like those games. In all honesty, I like a game where I don't have to. I do. I go on. I play one or two missions. I get off. I don't have to sit there and spend forty to fifty to sixty hours into it every single day. It's just a little bit of something where I keep on going back. And I'm really excited for the new characters to come out. My only gripe uh, that I have with the game as it sits right now, um, and I'm hoping there's a way to fix this, but from what I can see, it might be a little bit harder to do, but they have been fixing it slowly, is that once these new characters come out, everybody's going to want to play these new characters. And so only one person could be each character. So... um, you're basically either be playing by yourself or hoping that someone wants to join your game and play as someone else. Um, but that's what yeah, we have. It's going to be a problem. I foresee that being a problem too. But it's it's one of those things where you know what I think it it the nice thing is with all six characters being the way they are now, um, it works out nicely. Like uh, I've been playing with Andy and uh, with my my nephew Brandon and uh, Joe plays uh, sometimes occasionally. Um, uh, but Andy likes Iron Man, so Andy's got a maxed out Iron Man right now. I've maxed, maxed out. out well, like maxed out level. We're both level fifty. I've got a. He's oh, got a. Ma- got to work on that, Joe. We gotta get to fifty. Well, you just wait. The power level is two fifty. So Andy, right now, if I'm correct, his Iron Man's sitting at one fifteen power level, and he's got a level fifty Iron Man. Um, I've got up to the point of a level fifty cap. With a 110 power level. Um, I've got also my second character I'm working on is Thor, which is level 30 something, and then uh, power level like 50. Um, and then, yeah, so everybody's got a different character. So the nice thing is about that is that the because the, the game does have uh, the level, the like the, um, I can't remember what the heck, they, the level syncing basically where it makes all the characters, the, the all the enemies are at the level of the lowest person in the party. Um, it makes it so me having to choose someone that's not that high le- level, I still always gain new gear, which is always nice. So that's always a good thing. Um, but other than that, um, pretty much that is it for me. I've been like fooling around with the Nintendo classics like uh, Donkey Kong on the Super Nintendo. Um, play a little bit of that. But other than that, um, that's pretty much it. Um, Joe Mando, uh, what you been playing? So the first thing I want to talk about is how excited I am for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I'm excited. Now, do you know if this is a whole new game or is this going to be like a DLC? New game. It's a $60 retail game. Comes out on November 20th of this year. Um, For me, it's saving 2020, guys. This game is saving it for me. So the question is, here's the real question for you, Joe. Is this going to put your 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 pin on your um, on your actual uh, trying to 100 percent the <laughs> uh, original game? And also the other question I have for you with this uh, is. Oh, would you know um, oh, Joe's Joe's Joe's. Yeah, there's no way Joe's 100 percent of the original Hyrule Warriors. He's still going hard. No. 85 hours in it so far, JT. 85 hours. Is there a tracker for it? It's a 400-hour game. Is is there a tracker for it, though, like, to know when you're done? Oh, yeah. There's medals inside of, um... Okay. Inside no, the menu, there's, like, this thing you click on, it's medals, and once you get everything done, all the medals will be there, but there's also medals on every level, plus there's a completion rating on every map. 
That yeah, okay. All right. It's a ridiculous well, bunch of garbage. I wish you best of luck for that. Oh, I'll, I'll do it. It's just, I play an hour a day every day, at least. So at least. So here, here's the my next question to you, Joe. Sure. Now we all know. I mean, this is the RPG episode. Um, we all know uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild is an amazing <laughs> RPG. That's not so... an RPG. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Zelda's not an RPG. Next. We're not so having this anyway, uh, like how do you looter shooter here to say that? So how do you feel about the idea that this game is a prequel to Breath of the Wild? So that was what struck me. Uh, what what was very interesting about this announcement? First of all, this announcement came out of kind of nowhere. Like Nintendo just like dropped this, and it, it's cool because it's like the only surprise we got this year from Nintendo besides that Mario stuff, which was like okay, like the thirty five thing was cool, and the the RC Mario Kart thing was kind of okay. But I was like, this is an actual game. For me, this is super cool because I love the first game to death. Never, ever, 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 ever thought we would get another one. Just never, never in my mind. Because I didn't so, think it sold well enough. Do, do you like the Warrior games in general? Yes, I love them. Um, I've played all of them. Like, across everything. All-Stars. Um, uh, my favorite ones are probably the Gundam ones. I, I oh, own the Gundam ones. Berserk's, I, 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 the Berserk's uh, really good. I heard really good things about the Berserk ones. The only one I don't have that I wish I had, JT, and I'll get it eventually, is the Fifth Fist of the North Star one. It's actually a PlayStation Classic now. It's actually oh only 20 bucks now. Oh my god, that's such a good one! Yeah, I haven't played that one yet. You played it already? Yeah. Yeah, I have to get that one. That's one of the ones, like, it's on my list, because I love Fist of the North Star. It's one of my favorite old-school animes. I played a little bit. It's really good. I have to finish the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, I want to pick it up. I heard it's not as, like deep as as the other ones um my big concern samurai about... warrior games oh i love all those too i'm um, offshoot oh, yeah every, every orochi warrior game orochi warriors one through four yeah those the are only great too. the only ones joe doesn't like jt is uh uh any of the empire ones yeah because they're more rt they're more strategy mixed with dynasty wars not really a big fan uh, actually the the game i like the least and i probably put the least amount of time into and this is very like ironic if you know me as a person and my and my what my favorite one of my favorite you know uh franchises is is fire emblem warriors after playing hyrule warriors and the depth of the game i just didn't like fire emblem heroes plus or warriors i also didn't like the fact that it like leaned towards awakening and fates oh wait wait what about dragon quest heroes uh that's probably my favorite out of, out of all of them, out of every single last one they've ever made, um, I like Dragon Quest Heroes the best, honestly. I'm happy you said that. It's, it's, it's Hyrule Wars. Also, it's Hyrule Wars. also an RPG. Mm, nah, I, we gotta, okay, we're gonna go through the definition of what RPG is. But, no. do, you have, do you have it brought up? We'll go over it in a minute. But anyway, um, so, what if I, so, I'm really excited for this release. I'm buying a day one. I already paid for it, so it's a minus one. You can chalk it up. It's a live minus one recording on, on air. Can I hear that? Um, he has to post. It's fine. I'll still post it. But JT, just to answer your question, if I had to rank like all the Mushu, uh, Musu games I've ever played in history, it would probably go Hyrule Warriors 1, um, Dragon Quest Heroes uh, 1, number 2, um, Dynasty Warriors Gundam for the uh, Xbox 360 is 3, 
And then four would probably be either um, Berserk or um, Dynasty Warriors for PSP. Because I really like the Dynasty Warriors on PSP. Dude, the the, the Vita. Have you, tra- have you downloaded the Vita one yet? No, I heard it's like I heard it's like the PSP one on crack. Oh yeah, yeah Dynasty Warriors they, Next they, is they, amazing. Uh, they discontinued the online service, so you can only do ad hoc on the Vita one. Eh, it is what it is at this point. Uh, what else did I play this week? Well, I guess you I beat saw Final I, Fantasy Seven. Yes, I beat Final Fantasy Seven. Thank you, Corey. I beat. Oh my God! Final. Yep, I finally finished it. Um, what a fucking game! Like honestly, like chapters one through seventeen. Wow! Like, like the ending. What happened? Did you like the ending? Yes, uh, I was going to get into that. I mean, spoiler-free, obviously, because uh, the other two co-hosts have not finished it. Clyde and Roberto have not finished it. I liked it. I, I, I loved it. There are a lot of people who uh, are very up and down about it. Like, I'm up about it, meaning that I really liked it. But, like, there are a lot of people... That, like, it's kind of a split right now on that. Well, I mean, it's different, right, JT? It's like they're taking the game in a new direction. Yeah, no, it, it is different, but it also kind of gave you spoilers of what's going to happen, like, at the very end of the game. <laughs> but I mean, anyway, with the whispers in the game, that already made things different, you know what I mean? There's a lot yeah, of, like, I, like I, I explained, like, me and Joe had a whole talk about this, like, when he actually finished the game, and not until you beat the game do you realize how much stuff was different about that game. Yeah. Well, right that's the thing. thing. Those, right from the thing with the whispers, I was like, alright, this is already going to be different. Well, that's what I mean, but I mean, there's things you noticed. There was things you noticed, but like looking at the ending, there's a lot of things you're like, oh, wait a second, that never happened in the original. And like, you realize this is going to be a completely different game. And now you can see why they're building it the way they are, where it's its own title. And it really validates that this is its own title. And we don't have to wait for part two, three, and whatever to continue playing this game because... Well, it's coming out, so... We don't have to worry about that. Like people need to play this game as part one without having to wait. If you're going to wait for this, be ready to wait for 25 years because you're this game could literally yeah, it's take continue forever. Yeah, the way they're kind of doing it and they're piecemealing it like this, like and where well, they it, in it, the made, it, made, it makes a lot of sense to end it like that because you if you if Square Enix is like track record with releases just like trash. Like, well, the rumor the rumor is that we're getting part two as of this year coming up, twenty twenty one. Hell no. Yeah, twenty twenty one. No, I they they. I don't beca- fucking believe it. No, that's that's that the developers of like the actual. Developer I know that's what they said, but like yeah. I just don't. They're gonna push that shit back. I mean, they're how push it, it took them a year and a half to make this one after they scrapped. Yeah, the yeah. push it back. Yeah, if if the story's already done, like the story's already done, the engine's already done. It's just slapping it together. I have a feeling that yes, with COVID, it might have affected it a little bit. I don't think we're gonna see it till like probably. I'm gonna say it's gonna be late twenty uh, holiday twenty twenty one or uh, early twenty twenty two. Hey Roberto, did you play this at all yet? Final Fantasy sixteen, guys. Oh, I know. Is Roberto there? Roberto, Roberto, are you alive? Roberto, did you play this Not- game at all? Yeah, my mic was on mute. Sorry. Um, oh. Okay. Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I'm terrible with these RPGs now. 
Um, I want to play it, and, but like I honestly don't have permission to play it until I play Kingdom Hearts three and get past the first section, which <laughs> I haven't done. You haven't even done the first section. I killed a rock titan. That's it. Some oh I don't know what the talk is. Like. It's like something goes wrong in my mind. Even that's been happening like ever since my temporary job ended. I just I haven't sat down. To play a game like Monday was great. I played Tony Hawk almost all day, including Just Cause Four, and it was fantastic. And I felt like, okay, this is what you're supposed to feel, Roberto. Like, sit down, relax, and play games. But up until like Monday, I've been so scatterbrained. I'll play a game for like an hour. I'll I'll piecemeal here and there, and I'm just like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the environment or the, the news, the pandemic, or an election year. Something like that is just not gluing with me all of a sudden it's it's a very strange observation um and in fact saturday i had my ps4 turned on and all i did was watch anime i'm like <laughs> i approve and and that's also not the right way to get into an rpg anyway so <laughs> yeah uh, I, I can't explain what exactly is going on with me regarding this um it's like, I mean, now, like I said, Monday was great because I just, I literally just like, I'm going to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. And I did. And then I have my PS4 fired up and I've got uh, a couple of press keys already. Like, um, they gave me a key for Power Power Rangers of the the Power for the Grid, Battle for the Grid. Oh, I can show you that. And then man. there's something called Necromunda or something. It's a Warhammer game. And it oh, oh yeah, that. And then even there's this uh, bounty battle. It's like this big. Oh, come on. Y y yeah. No, bounty battle. It's the, like the Smash Brothers with all the indie characters like Welcome Melee. Yeah. And I think Shovel Knight's supposed to be in it at some point. And like there's so many. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it looks yeah. dope. So, like now it's like I kind of want to do more. And then even like indie boost has been, you know, boosting me up. And now there's like a game they sent me. They sent me Black Mesa for Steam. And then they sent me. Oh, some did you just say they sent you Black Mesa? Like, we're talking about Black Mesa as in, like, the Half-Life VR game? No. Half-Life, the original OG remake. Well, using Half-Life 2's engine. That, yeah. That game, oh, man. Half-Life 1 is so good. So, I, I mean, I, I don't have the VR. Listen, I don't have the, like, right now I'm trying to save up. I mean, I'm okay with money, but I really don't want to be dropping, like, $600 for an Oculus right now. Kalai, Kalai, did you... Did you play this at all? No. I didn't ask you, ask Kalai. Beta answer for Kalai. Okay. Do you, I'll, do I'll... you hear this, Kalai? It's Can I talk? No. Yeah, go ahead. I played the demo of Final Fantasy VII, and I just I couldn't even finish the demo. It just did not interest me. I, I think a lot of my... Uh, interest in RPGs have evolved from Final Fantasy VII, so like the thought of replaying the game has been really hard for me. It's not a replay though, but that's my whole like. It's not replaying the game. That's that's where you. I don't know. Every time you talk about it, you talk about it's like replaying the game, and it's just reliving the same thing, and it's not like. Right. It's not. You, you have to. I think you would really like it if you opened your mind to it. I do. Open your mind. But the problem is I couldn't get past the demo. If I could get past the demo, I agree with you. But the demo bored me. I didn't like... I like playing the one character. Is, nothing like the demo. I mean, it's just I played the demo on PAX East, and I really liked it. Um, 
I actually got to destroy the red crab for the red scorpion for once, which was the bane of my childhood at the time because I used to rent it and I didn't understand turn based combat and I used to get pulverized and die at that loss. And You're not supposed to attack it when it's tails up. Well, uh, like tell that to ten year old Roberto who wants to shoot things and blow things up. Of course, I'm not going to understand that. <laughs> Some of you people were like galaxy brain. I'm telling you, like I was t- like people like I was ten years old. I played Chrono Cross and I'm like. How are you 10 years old and you played Chrono Cross and finished that? Or FF7? Like, how? Like, I, I mean, it, I, I like to fly a helicopter and destroy the things in the helicopter. Like, that was me. I was three years old playing Final Fantasy 1. All right, so I got one more game to talk about. I got one more game to talk about. Um, I played Horizon Zero Dawn, another game that Kalai is very averse to. Uh, you know, in my, de- in my defense, I've, had, I've played, like, half the game, and I still... Because, like, at first, I was like, this game is awesome. But by the halfway point, when you can't fast travel because you have to have the uh, correct uh, ingredients, it just gets it just gets crazy. I'm like, ugh. It just comes a chore. I mean, with the override, can't you just mount whatever you want and, like, ride back fast enough anyway? Yeah. I mean, you could. But that takes time. That's not fast travel time, Joe. She wants to look at the map, push a button, done. I mean, that's what she's done. I get it. I get, I get her observation on, like, she only has so much time to play the game, and she kind of just wants to play it. She doesn't want to spend all the time running back and forth. I get it. I mean, that's yeah. what I hate Red Dead Redemption 2. It's really why I don't like it, Hori. I know, There's I don't like it for that. So much I, walking, I dude. Red Dead Redemption 2, like, and then you put it in cinematic mode, and then if you put it in cinematic mode, you still have to watch it, because if you don't watch it, your guy will randomly run into people, and they'll be like, what you doing? boy and then you'll be like and you're like what oh no it's like and then you just hear gunfire and then next thing you know your character's dead and you're like (laughs) oh man my horse died now i gotta go back and go to my horse and get all my gear back i spent like nine days leveling that horse up who who whose turn is it to for video games i i I lost you have to go still right yes i still have to go but you had to talk about uh horizon zero dawn so i was waiting Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm loving it so far. Uh, I've I beat the 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 what is it the proving ground thing the proving, and then I beat the next boss after that, and that's where I am right now. Like I beat that thing that like that in, infiltrates the camp and just tries to like wipe everybody out. I killed that thing. That's a gotcha. game that you could probably platinum. I think it, it, it was very easy. I I think you would enjoy platinuming it too. It's platinuming is for next no, year GT. No, no missables, by the way. Platinuming is for next year, JT. This year is all about beating games. Next year is a cleanup year. Oh, I see. Okay, so you're beating the games, get the points there, and then you're going to get platinum, finish them off next year to squeeze all the points. I I think it's just, I just want to beat as many games as I can this year. And it's not even about the points thing. It's just about, I just want to get through a lot of my backlog and kind of experience a lot of the stuff I've been missing out on by just trying to 50% stuff or platinum things. It just bogged me down for for a while there. Kind of got like a new sense of like how I wanted to play games. I just can't think that way with PlayStation. I can't do it. No, you're a completionist. Most of my most of my backlog games are in PlayStation. Applaud you for that, though. I applaud you, bro. Like you're you're still in a good fight. At least one of us is. Now, Kalai. Last but not least, what have you been playing on this beautiful week? I actually beat Cat Quest 2. I saw that on the iOS, right? 
Yes, I, bu- I beat it on my iPad. So I wound up buying a Xbox controller to hook up to my iPad because with Game Pass, I'm getting a lot. I'm sorry. With Apple Arcade, I'm getting a lot of games that I'm just not playing. Like a lot of games that uh, Roberto is mentioning is showing up on iOS as part of that arcade service. And it's $5 a month. So I basically just turned my iPad into another gaming system. Well, because I I know you have like too many. I mean, never have too much game systems, right? Right. Buying. Yeah. Um. So I had like I played Cat Quest. I played uh Legend of Skyfish two. I've beaten all that system. Necro Barista. I want. I'm trying to get into that one. I'm having a little difficulty. Um. I know the new game that. The Forest or something like that is also just dropped on that system. So there's a lot of games, but I can't play on the on-screen controls. I'm old school. I need I need a controller. Um, I also beat and platinumed. Uh, I'm sorry, not platinum. I also beat in 100% Borderlands 3 this weekend. So I've now completed Borderlands 3 at 100%, the main game. for the first time ever of a Borderlands game, so I'm kind of proud of myself on that one. Yeah, thank you, JT. Uh, I am now going back with JT to go back to the first one and hopefully uh, 100% the first one with JT's help. We'll see. Depends on how they work. That's probably one of the hardest ones to 100% in all honesty. It's because of the memboxy stuff. Yeah. Well, no, you could choose that. Uh, If I go in with the level one character. They scale down to level fifteen, so Kali could just one shot him. Well, the thing is, I was going to say that the the hardest part about that one is because the the quests you get in that game um, aren't always available. You kind of have this to. Is, this is the easiest one. Okay, well, the difficulty because I platinumed it. The the platinum difficulty. It's not that hard. Is, no, is is, a, is like a three out of ten. Yeah, no, it's the length. But the but the one hundred no, it's a it's a twenty four hour completion. It's the shortest one. Oh. Uh the longest one is Borderlands too. And that's where all the random stuff is. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I was I'm trying to remember what one it was. I was like, okay, I know one of them was where that, you that one has the worst list out of all of them. It's the best one. Like, do a bunch of random shit and like cause things to happen. You're like, what the hell? Like how am I supposed to get this to happen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides that, I haven't been playing much of anything else because I've been, like, really concentrating on Cat Quest. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Fire Emblem Three Houses. I've gone back to that. But I would, can I give a review? Is it alright for me to give a review for my new hoodie on the show? Uh, That's acceptable. I'll tell it. I mean, you're you're the editor and the big host, so it's your you're goal. You're the one in charge, right? So, you know the apparel company Champion? Yep. They put out a gamer hoodie, and I had to have this. It has four pockets, two in the front that are designed to fit your Xbox One controller. Oh, boy. And they have a hoodie that's big enough to go over your headset so while you're gaming you can keep yourself warm and i'm always cold and man is this thing nice i got it in black 
The other day I put my Switch in one pocket, I put my Xbox controller in the other, I could bring my iPad, I put my phone in another. It was amazing. So if anybody needs a good hoodie, I know it's expensive at $90, but it's really spot on for gamers. For the first time ever, I put my phone into the pocket that holds the controller, and I ran down the steps and I didn't drop my phone dead in the steps. No crack screens today. Yes. Too bad Thanks Jim so didn't much. have that uh, hoodie when he was dropping his iPad. I know. You know, he also dropped his, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so he also dropped, he also cracked his phone three weeks ago. Oh, man, you should have oh, been like, Jim, God. look at this. You needed this hoodie. You know what Jim needs? Jim needs what my, what my individuals have at work. It's like that little strap that goes on your iPad and you like wear it around your neck so you don't drop it. You know what yeah, Jim needs? Like a noose. No, Jim needs that Kali privilege. Um, I think he's the sponsor of Kali Privilege. But that's what I'm saying, is he's the sponsor for it. He doesn't actually have, like... The permission. He doesn't have his own Kali Privilege. He has... Kali has Kali Privilege. So now the way it works is now Jim's got to use the power of the Kali Privilege and be like, hey, I know you only have an iPad. You only have an iPad Pro 5th generation. You know, let's go out and get you the newest iPad Pro and then... I'll take your comic book one back, and I can have that as my iPad again. And he doesn't then now want the have... comic book one. That's the whole problem. He doesn't maybe, want maybe anything. Maybe Jim's like, fuck it, I need new eye devices, and just drops them now. You know, he, you no, Samsung. no, he actually is using Apple. He has Apple Plus on it, so for 50 bucks, he's getting a new one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's not like he doesn't really, his birthday is in two weeks, and literally, I'm like, what do you want? He's like, nothing. Listen here, buddy. Jim has the gym privilege. He's his own man. Yeah. Anyways, alright. Topic of the show, because we've been going forever. Joe, how do you want to do this? Do you want us to all give our list, or do we want to go wrap round robin? One, two, three, four, five. I think the best way to do it would be go around the table. So everybody give their list one at a time? No, everybody give one game at a time. Okay. All right. So, all right, JT, what's your first game for your top five role-playing games? So we're starting with number one, or are we starting with number five? You can you start, start with number five. five. Yeah, start number with number five. five. Number five. Final Fantasy VII. We talking Good about choice. remake or the original? Original. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay, I agree. I'm not putting the remake on here. I, I put on either. I could see how that could be in the top five for a lot of people. It did. It did really. You know, you're gonna be emphasized. shocked. It's gonna be number one. It really did emphasize the um, the JRPG genre. Yes, so it did. I can understand that. What about you, Roberta? What's your number five? Um, tech, uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. That's an what? RPG. Right? Well, no. No. Yeah. No. 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 It's a stealth game. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Explain. Do you explain? Explain. You gotta Convince. defend this now. Oh God. Convince the verdict. Convince JT. <laughs> right. Matt, Matt, okay, so like you know, it it it's a it's an action okay, it's it's technically a role-playing game because you know that you are in the you are a main character. You are 
uh, trying to well, like, that doesn't you, mean anything. you do level up with like you know defeating bosses and getting new abilities and things of that sort. Uh, okay. you don't level up in Snake Eater. You don't. Well, you, you kind of do because you defeat. No, all. It can't be a kind of thing. It has to be. There's no. There's no experience. There's no choices that you make that impact the world on the difference of what happens. Uh, there's no progression. Yeah. What, what? What's going? What? And also, you bring up the main character thing, and then I'm here like Skyrim. You right. make a character. Right, but remember that. But you know, remember RPGs. You can also have a pre-established character as well. Oh, I know, but I'm just counter argue. Yeah. I'm counter arguing the the point yeah. you were trying to make because you don't have to have a an R- Okay, so the definition of RPG when I looked it up originally, because there's a definition of what RPG means from like the uh set the from the side of actually like RPG role playing game, which is more or less explaining D and D. Because that's what that is the first role playing game. Yeah, role playing games originally were based off of D and D paper. Yeah, and paper. So it's on the basis on the idea that there was random mechanics that would cause the game to happen. So if you were to attack, it would be based on certain stats. It'd be based on what your character does, and that's where the big and stuff like that. So in in a sense of what people uh, include. it was basically the idea that um, in the video game culture, it says where the player controls the actions of a character or several party members immersed in this some well-defined world. Many role-playing games have origins in tabletop games uh, and much use the terminology, settings, and game mechanics. Other majority uh, major similarities in pen and paper games include the storytelling and narrative elements, players' character development, complex, as well as relative replay value and immersion. The electronic medium removes the necessary of Game Master and increases uh, combat resolution speed. RPGs have evolved from simple text-based to 3D worlds. Um, obviously, yeah, yeah. with that, there is the, the... And this is what I was talking about, the idea of there's a lot of difference of RPGs nowadays. So we have MMOs are all classified as RPGs. Uh, majority. So of here's the thing. Here's yep. the thing. Roberto isn't a big RPG guy. So I will allow his number five choice. What about you, Joe? What is your number five choice? Uh, my number five choice is Pokemon Red and Blue. <gasps> I mean, they're technically one game because, like, they are one game. So I picked them both. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. I, I, yeah, these games oh, hold wow. a dear place in my heart. Um, the original JRPG. Well, not the original JRPG, but they like the turn-based mastermind. There. Save Nintendo. Well, they save Game Boy. Game I Boy, was going to say Game Boy. Yeah, Final Fantasy is the original turn-based. It is the original. Yeah, but that, that was that was a mess, man. Like actually, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy wasn't the original turn-based, but that's okay. Oh, probably not. But this is the first. Yeah, the, the original oh, one was actually a, a, the D and D, the old D and D text-based games. But I mean, that's like yeah, oh, the it's going so far back. <laughs> That's way for, yeah. Well, I mean, she means on a modern console. I know what she's saying. Um, so Pokemon Red and Blue, I picked them at number five because they hold a lot of nostalgia for me, but they're also very tight technical games. And while they were broken, they're broken now to to like now standards of what Pokemon is now. 
that that 150 original Pokemon still hold like such a near and dear place in my heart that I can like literally <sighs> still name them all, and I can't do that with any other generation of Pokemon. It's also what the first time I ever really beat a game and completed a hundred percent as as a kid. Yeah, oh, cool. Like I had them all, man. You had to. You had to. And I remember like, catch them all. And I remember like catch them, catch them all. I remember how we used to get banned from playing it in school all the time, and happened to, all the time. We used to get like we used to try and like get hall passes to trade in the bathroom stalls in between periods, or like they periods banned trading at my school. They Dude, banned it straight they up because it caused too. brawls. It caused brawls in the in the playground. It literally Dude. just caused them. That's that great. was like the, with, the, story, with the man. Cards. At, at my school, it was the cards, and they had it where literally the cards were the cards were being used as like a currency on the playground. <laughs> I'll give you this 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 uh, Charmander for like your fucking juice box. Like it was, oh man, yeah, that's crazy. That. Yeah. So I I, I love the original it, game. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys have like fond memories with like the original Red and Blue. Like for oh, me, yes. it was like a drug. My first Game Boy game. A lot of people's first Game Boy game. A lot of people I never played computer. Game. I had it on computer. It was emulated. Me and my brother both had our own copy of it. And the way it worked is that because we didn't want to override each other's games, uh, he kept uh, he played blue and he had it on a blue floppy disk. And I had red and I had it on a red floppy disk. Oh, my God. Floppy disk. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. So I did not play Pokemon Red and Blue on a Game Boy. Well, That's there weird. you go. I played them on Super Game Boy on my Super Nintendo. I just told you I played mine on like a computer. So I mean, yeah, I played on Super Nintendo using the Super. I played Game Boy. It on the Game Boy Color. I didn't play on the Game Boy Pocket. I played on Game Boy Color. Roberto, did you play the original Red and Blue? I have never played a Pokemon game. He has never played a Pokemon game. You need to play a Pokemon game. You need you need to have that like <laughs> religious play- experience of like playing your first Pokemon game. I just never. You- Play RPGs? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I probably. No, he does. He plays a lot of RPGs. He's just not thinking. Like, well, there's a lot know. of games I mean, you can pick. I, I, that was a lame. I'm sorry. I started the whole thing off. It was a lame. Dude, you're good. You're good, man. You're good. It happens. It happens. I'm not going to be. This is this is my show and Joe's show. And if I allow it, I'm going to allow it. Yeah, we're not going to beat you down. Okay. We're not going to beat Peace, you down Peace for Walker that, man. Would have been a good Peace Walker actually. Got, you know what is a good RPG in the Metal Gear Solid, and everyone can argue about this. Acid, acid, Acid's acid fucking is amazing, yeah. fucking amazing game. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite Metal Gear game, and everyone hates on me because I say that. It's I love that game. game. I had what it on my. Wanted... Donnie wants to roast you on fire. No, Donnie can want... suck a dick. Yeah, that's right, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if that's his favorite. I, I don't know what his favorite is. I'm just saying that because like. No, I know he would call blasphemy on that, and so would Andy probably. Andy loves Metal Gear. He would call blasphemy for that. Um, Kalai, what's your what's your what's your number five? My number five is the Fallout series. Nice. No, no, no not not series. Which one? She could just pick a series. I'm fine with that. I'm no. I'm oh, doing series. I, I pick a series. You you yeah, can I mean essentially you can but just pick your favorite one Kali just for just for argument's sake because you can't put more than one of the same franchise on a list so what uh, what well, would I be your favorite one? By, by the way, most of my games are 
entire series because a this is the role playing episode. So I we can discuss them. I'm gonna go with Fallout Three. My favorite one, hands down. Because uh, I like New Vegas better. New Vegas is the way to go if you play Fuck from an game. RPG standpoint. No. It is. No. From, from an RPG standpoint, New Vegas, in my sense, is a better RPG than Fallout 3 is. But Fallout 3 is the better. I think it's the better game. game. Yeah. But it's not the better RPG. Well, they fixed the system in New Vegas. But, Kalai, go on. Tell us why you picked Fallout 3. Because I was a WoW player for over five years. I lived, eat, and breathed WoW. I'm sorry. You and me yeah. both. Oh, jeez. Do we I need to, raiding, do we need to get, put raiding, you guys to rehab? I was raiding in like a, one of those top-tier guilds, world first. It was called Elitist Jerks. I was a jerk. Were you drinking your friggin' Mountain Dew and pissing in Gatorade bottles? Um, no, luckily no. not. But no. let me continue. Let me continue. So, I wanted an Xbox so bad because I got a chance to play Fallout 3 at a store at the mall, and I wanted it so bad, and Jim was like, you're never going to play. You're never going to play an Xbox. You're never going to play an Xbox. You've had game systems before, and you just stopped playing them. I'm not going to spend the money. So I was like, but you could play You could play Madden on Xbox. And he was like, Kalai, I have Madden on the Wii. I don't need it on an Xbox. The fucking Wii? Come on, Jim! <laughs> Who the fuck plays Madden on Wii? Does Apparently Jim, him. Does Jim want listen to these? No. Okay. It, it, no. He knows, He knows though, we, I'll tell him anything. He knows we say all kind of crap. So, so, really Jim. so this is the turning point of Kali Privilege, is the idea that th- this buying this Xbox was like the... the it got you. It came you out of the WoW recovery stage. Um, got you into the real WoW for real. Okay, it's like a bug. I have quit that game ten times and come back. I'm going back this do month. Your, do you have your token for your six months clean? <laughs> I, I, I'm going back this month for shadow. Oh, JT, we need to have another intervention for JT. But Kali, yeah. Kali, seriously, so, yeah. I need I, one, one, one second. So, like, does Jim still play Madden? Wait, wait, I'm gonna, I'm getting wait, to that story. Um, there's a story. I'm okay. continuing the story, which will okay. answer that question. Okay, we're never gonna get to one. Uh, no, we will. I'm gonna be quick. So he, I wound up going to Best Buy. They had Madden on display. I handed him the controller. He played that. He's like, this is way so much better. I'll make you think. I was like, let's get an Xbox. So I got my Xbox 360 and I played. Uh, Fallout 3, it was the first uh, role-playing game I have beaten in a very long time, and it set me down the path to the fact that I'm doing a podcast about video games right now. I mean, no duh, it's better, Jim. It's not fucking waggle controls. <laughs> like, who plays Man Marie? Because you get that motion controls. You get to feel like you're throwing the ball for real. Um, so... Let's keep going. Number four. Okay. Oh, oh Jesus. What, am I not part of this show no more? What is this? Oh, sorry. I oh thought. Oh, my goodness. When he, I'm always, no, so we I'm were, always he was blessed. complaining about Metal Gear Solid 3 with me. Oh, okay. So what's your number five? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So I, I, in all honesty, I'm going to put these. I didn't really. I couldn't. They, they're all, they all mean so much to me. 
I didn't really put them in an order, but I'm just going to say what I think would be my number five, and that's Diablo 2. Because oh, you gotta, you gotta, you know, I didn't play WoW, but when I was growing up, as everybody knows, I was grounded, right? So I didn't play games. So one of the ways we got to play video games was I was able to go down to the local comic store and you paid $5 an hour and you got to, or sometimes if you like bought a pass, it was cheaper, but you got to go on their computers and you could play Diablo 2 and you could play your own your own character. Um, and that's where I got my experience of, once again, trying to cheat the system where my parents would drop me off to play Pokemon, the trading card game. And the rule of thumb was once you got enough stamps, you'd earn a free hour of playing computer um, because that's what you paid to be part of the Pokemon League. Uh, I would just go to them and be like, man, him and me played a game, never played a game of Pokemon in my life. And we just get all these stamps as soon as we got our hour for computers I was on playing Diablo. So um, that was really um, one of my first experiences uh, playing kind of one of the the greater RPGs. And and it really uh, to have the random generated levels um like before oh, was, was yeah before like the the fun thing i love about diablo and i mean with diablo 3 they kind of it the problem was diablo 3 actually kind of went back a little bit on this but diablo 2 was so great because you could play the same level a hundred times and you would never have everything and you would never have the same level so random enemies there would be random different spots so it'd be always like a new game experience for you every time you play it and I think that's what made the replayability so much fun with that game. And the idea that uh, Diablo 2, for people that don't know, uh, had a lot more customization than Diablo 3 did to the point of where uh, you can make a necromancer, the most powerful character in the game, and make him a tank, which, you know, he shouldn't be. But you know what? If, if you want to, like, you know, there's ways to make it work. So Diablo 2 was my pick for number five. Okay. So number four, JT? Chrono Trigger. Oh boy! Yes. So now I will admit, I've never fully beat. Okay, all the games I put on my list are games that I fully beat. There are games that would probably be on my list, but I've never fully beat them. Uh, Chrono Trigger is one of those games. I've beat ninety-two percent of it. The game I have beat is Chrono Cross. Yeah. Sorry that you beat Chrono Cross. And not- uh, hey, Chrono Cross is still a good game. Don't you even try uh, to tell me. It, it, it's not that great. It's not as uh, good as Chrono Trigger, but it is still a good uh, RPG. It's okay. I mean... It's meh. It's okay. So why, uh, why Chrono uh, Trigger? I don't, I, don't, I don't like... The thing is that I haven't beaten this game since I was like 11. So I don't really remember a lot about it. All I remember is something badass happened. Okay. Well, it was I think it was just neat because it was the first game where you could literally beat the final boss before actually being able to beat the final boss. Yeah. Time travel was cool too. And it was like, just neat. I, I, I love that that's what I liked about it, the, the time travel mechanics. I played it on play the first yeah, the first version I ever played of that was the PS1 version, which had they had the animator for Dragon Ball Z do all the cutscenes, and God, did that game look yeah, gorgeous that's, at that that's point. Where I, that's where oh. I played the PS1. Oh, so good. Oh, Toriyama. I, Toriyama did all the art, yeah. Yeah. R- Roberta, what's your number four? Uh, that's a tough one. Um... 
I mean, I, I would have to say Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Good choice. Good choice. Good I like it. Yeah. yeah, like it's... I know it's not the most well-known Borderlands game, but it's still a game that was my first entry into Borderlands and got me really sold in the whole franchise as a whole. And I just really liked the uniqueness of it. I liked how you have an anti-hero story because you were basically the, the, the evil lieutenant in the Borderlands 2, but now this was their game. And it took place between the second game, the third, the, the, the end of the second game, sort of the first game. Um, there was just a lot to really enjoy. There's also like, you know, Claptrap's Fantastic Trip and a couple of other ones that was just like, it was just a really cool space adventure. And I really just, I still really respect and appreciate what they were able to accomplish with that one. I actually really enjoyed that one too. So that's so a good I. one. I need to finish that game still. You got to play as the best character in that game, though. You got to play as Cap Claptrap because that's yeah. that, it causes the most chaos and is like. Uh, I love it. That, right, that, it... That, that was great. Yeah. No, okay, keep on going. Sorry. No, it's right. I mean, if you have something to say, say it, JT. It's fine. That intro when he's trying to like, uh, like um, be a little playboy with the girls on the on the ride to the moon was really funny. Alright, Corey, so I don't skip you. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is actually one of the more newer games that I've played is Ghost of Tsushima. <gasps> because um, hmm. this this game uh, brought back the real Western RPG, even though it's an Eastern. So it's the game that's built like a Western RPG in the sense of it's not very RPG heavy in the sense of hmm. what are you talking about? Hey, I, you level up and you get your skills. <laughs> oh man. No, in your choices in the game, make differences. So you can shut, because that's what role-playing games are. You make a choice. True trophies, true trophies listed as a role-playing game. I'll allow it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. Because, if you went to the Bible and the Bible says so, we got to go with the Bible says. So either way, yep. the the whole thing is is that it it kind of it's like the Western RPG world where the difference is between a, I I find the biggest difference between a it's Western okay. RPG. Just, just feel free, just just know that you're gonna get backlash for this one. I'm telling you now. Okay, well let me ref- let me let me explain. Let me explain. So when you look at a Western RPG, a lot of the reason why uh, Western RPGs aren't seen as RPGs a lot of the time is because Western RPGs are developed in the sense of where. Y- you're more your choices in the game more or less don't affect the game a lot sometimes or if they do and usually it's just here's your character gaining levels and that's it that, that's that's pretty much what a western rpg is a western rpg <laughs> yeah it's it's the, about the same as follow it's it's the difference is that i liked about goshishima and why i think it's a, it's more of an rpg in the sense of being an rpg is because in that game how you play affects the game. And that is the big definition of a role-playing game is that your choices affect the world. So in the game, if you decide to be all stealthy and only play stealthy or you poison people or you uh, use a lot of dirty tactics, uh, there's storms all the time. There's no sun in your game. It's nighttime. All the, like the, the, There's clouds all the time looming over your character. The fog is always around you. Uh, you know, uh, people talk to you differently. They don't see you the same way. Um, whereas if you're a person that 
follows the samurai code uh you know that the, there's always daylight people are always happy to see you and things like that so the game itself the world changes depending on what you do and we've in the last couple of years of rpgs um from the western side at least what you do in the game makes no difference we're not we haven't seen many very many games aside from the witcher 3 that really make a difference of you do this this is what actually happens it's yeah, more so or less yeah, like Fable made a difference. That's why I like Fable. Fable, in all honesty, is, is, is I'm not going to say a great RPG, but it's it's it was a game. It was a Western RPG, and same with that was what made Fallout good too. Is that you could do whatever you wanted, and same with Skyrim and all the Elder Scrolls series, is you could do what you you wanted, but there were percussions with what you did, and same with this game, you can do whatever you want to an extent, and depending on what you do though, does affect the way the game starts playing. Um, and that's what really I think defines an RPG is that you have to have some type of difference when you play a certain way. And that's what you like my play experience compared to Brandon's play experience was two different play experiences because there was things he was doing that I wasn't doing and it caused the game to play out differently. So and that's, that's pretty much a Western RPG in a nutshell. Exactly. And that was I was going to explain a Western RPG are very much where the differences really don't make a huge amount of difference, but there's a little bit of difference between everyone's experience in the game and they allow, allow you more freedom in the freedom. actual game itself. JRPGs Whereas Japanese are RPGs are very much the difference between your JRPG and my JRPG or like experiences is like what levels, like what skills. weapons I picked and yeah, skills. skills I picked. And things uh, like that, so. The ending's going to be the same. And uh, yeah. JRPGs are also more linear than Western. Yeah, from what I'm exactly. getting at, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that's my fourth. Okay, and what about you, Joe? Uh, my number four. It's uh, this is this is where it gets hard because it's like it's like picking one of it's like picking one child versus another child at this point. Uh you only have one child though. Very true. Thank you, Corey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> are you? Is there something you need to tell your wife? Okay, so I'm gonna go with Dragon Quest Nine on this one. Okay, Dragon okay. Quest Nine Sentinels of the Starry Skies for the Nintendo DS. Um, this one is my favorite Dragon Quest game. I, I probably spent the most amount of hours into this game. Uh, I have 290 something hours. I think the last time I checked. Um, Holy good lord! That's the one yeah. that allows you to do the job system, right? Because I think Correct. I have that one. Correct. Okay. Um, it was developed by Level Five, which was a big. It was. The last game developed by Level Five, um, they developed Dragon Quest Eight and they developed Dragon Quest Nine. They did not develop Eleven or Ten. Man, Level Five, such a fucking. You want to talk about a good developer of great RPGs, like some forgotten RPGs that, like, not even just RPGs. They made uh, not if you want, not if you're counting White Knight Chronicles One and Two. What shit stains those were? They're not shit. I mean, stains. They're just very terrible. different. The problem no, is, is I think they're, they're White... not what people wanted. White Knight Chronicles, two thousand hours on that game. Okay, White Knight Chronicles was too much of what people somewhat liked out of Dark Cloud, and that's the thing. Dark Cloud was a game that was really good, and people liked the idea of building a town and helping out the town. And the problem was with White Knight Chronicles, they went, you know what, we're going to focus on you building, (laughs) and then we're going to make it an MMO. 
And instead of having action-based attacks, we're going to make it more MMO-based. And I think that's where it kind of failed on that point. Yeah, so that's, where I, that's where I hate it. So getting back to... Um, Your choice of uh, my choice, Dragon Quest IX um, yeah. achieved world records in Japan for the fastest-selling uh, game when it came out. Like, it was sold out everywhere. And that's usually most Dragon Quest games. I don't know if people know, like, Dragon Quest is more popular in Japan yeah, than any other any other series even final fantasy like they like well, take that, these off. popular in uh out of japan final fantasy correct so dragon quest they like it's like a holiday when it comes out like shit shuts down yeah, it doesn't it doesn't always come out it's not like final fantasy it doesn't have that many games to it no which is great which is which you really see the love in the series uh this one is probably my favorite because of the difference between all the other games uh for one it's it's a party based system, but you create all the party members, so they're all created by you. They're all avatars, so it's in a sense it's like an it's basically a, a bare bones RPG. You create all the characters on your on your team. You're not taking stock characters into the game. You mold all the characters to the classes you want them to be. Where the where the awesomeness comes in in this game is, I can replace all my characters with my friends. So this game had online connectability where you can play with three other people and play the entire game together online. And it was absolutely amazing. Like, my friends and I, we had, I believe it was like Dragon Quest Tuesdays, and I would go over to my one friend's house, and we would sit there, and we would play the game together, like, sitting next to each other in a circle. It was very fucking cool. It's, it's one of those experiences I wish we could get back with modern gaming, but it just will never happen. We're never gonna get that. But it was so, it was so cool. Right. It's not gonna happen. I mean, it's it it's kind of like Kalai and I kind of see it still with the Monster Hunter scene on the Switch. It's really cool to go to like a gathering and like play Monster Hunter with a bunch of people. I know Kalai, why don't you talk about that experience real quick? Uh, yeah. So I uh, went to too many games because I had nobody really to play uh the game with, and Joe and I both own Monster Hunter on the Switch. However, we've had um we have times like. We're both very busy, so sometimes it's hard for us to get together, which is a sin, right, Joe? I mean, we got to um, start making a day every week where we just play Monster Hunter. Seriously, I think we have to start committing. Could be, yeah. So I've gone to too many games, and I got to play with a whole bunch of people, and I told Joe to bring his Switch, so of course he didn't bring it. <laughs> I don't want to lug it around all day. I'm very, like, my stuff, I don't like to just carry my stuff around. I get very weary. <laughs> well, Even which just... is a portable i don't like carrying it places it's very weird i'm very protective of my switch my baby my second child um yeah so and i was able to play with people i just met and the community 90 percent of the community is pretty awesome for monster hunter which is why yeah you get, a, really... you get a few douchebags here and there exactly but like people they don't care. They can be level nine, 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 and nine, and they will help you out. Dude, you remember, remember that Japanese guy? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that. dude, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. He was murking so. everything in like one hit. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Dragon, Quest, Dragon Quest Nine is by far my favorite Dragon Quest in the whole series. I know it's very different because it's not it's not a true story based Dragon Quest. Eleven is very very good. If you haven't played Eleven, you should definitely play it. Uh, and eight, so good. Eleven and eight are probably my two favorite story-driven. Uh, uh, I, like, I like seven a lot. It was my first Dragon Quest, I think. Did you play the PS, the PS One version? 
PS2 was eight. Oh, then yeah, Dragon Quest. It was my favorite until nine came out. Eight, I love the characters in eight. I just love the whole. I like. I love Yangus. I love Jessica. Like, I love those characters, and that's why I love uh, Dragon Quest uh, Warriors so much, or Heroes. I'm sorry. Uh, I liked how it always looked like when you when you did that power up. It looked like you were going Super Saiyan. I mean, that's. that's I mean, that's Toriyama for you. That's a Toriyama thing. It was so good. Again, and there's awesome. Like Dragon Quest Nine has an awesome staff. Like. Uh, um, Akihiro Hino was the director. Um, the designer was Yuji Hori, who is one of the most famous designers in all of you know Japanese games. And obviously, the art style for most Dragon Quest games since seven, or I'm sorry, since eight, has been uh, Akira Toriyama of Dragon of Dragon uh, Dragon Ball fame. So yeah, that's my number four is uh, Dragon Quest Nine. My number four is Oblivion. Um. Nice, good oh, pick. Elder Scrolls, yeah, I'm a big Elder Scrolls fan. I love Elder I Scrolls like... too. So, yeah. All right, let's go to number three because this 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 show's dragon. It's a long episode, but stay with us, people. Hey, man, this is All extravaganza. Right. This is why this was supposed to be the 150th episode because this this was a big one. This is a big boy. Well, our scheduling guy had some problems and double booked. What can I say? Well, I mean, I didn't realize I booked him for the 150th episode when I did. That was just the day he was available. It just so happened to fall on the 150th episode. Shoot me. <laughs> so number three jt fable good choice roberto uh <laughs> go to joe or or or, or Rory. joe joe number three yeah oh this is this is where it gets the hardest okay um i'm gonna go with oh shit this is hard here it comes yeah this is fucking this is hard okay so i have to go with with fire emblem I have to put it at number three. I, I oh, it's so hard number to do that. Three. It's so hard to do that. I know. Oh, I know. My goodness. So I'm gonna go with Fire Emblem Awakening here, and it's just because if not for how well Awakening did, there would be no Fire Emblem today. Like they were on their way out. Uh, Awakening was a last ditch effort to save the franchise. They put all their heart and soul into that game, and Intelligent Systems knocked it out of the park. Um, it's it's my favorite. Because of the depth of gameplay that it provides, uh, with all the extra DLC maps and all the extra goodies, um, playing as all the uh, being able to unlock like um, all the old characters from all the old games was really cool and a really uh, challenging part of the game. But I love the story in Awakening, and I know Kalai loved it too. Like the story in Awakening is just so good, and the characters, Kalai, come on. Aren't those some memorable characters in Fire Emblem Awakening? That whole band of characters, you really get a sense of camar- camaraderie, and you don't want like mm-hmm. any of them to die, like at all. So pretty much, what, I, I just want to say that pretty much what Joe said was my number three pick. It was Fire Emblem, so <laughs> that's my number three. Corey, uh, I mean, I've got a lot of good choices here, um, but um, I'm gonna also uh, stick with the Nintendo. Um, and talk about a little game called Golden Sun the, as Not a series. As a series, because you have to count it as a series. Because now, not counting the third one that came out for DS, I'm counting the original series, which came out for Game Boy Advance. Um, and you, you gotta you gotta give props to probably one of the best 
uh, RPGs on the Game Boy Advance. And I if you want to fight, games. if you want to fight me on that, then you can. But this was honestly, it combined all the elements that people like of a RPG. Um, you had um, Dingen follow you around, which was a way to get. It, it made it made a difference of your magic. It made a difference of your stats. It made a difference of uh, your summons. Like that game had, like for Game Boy Advance two, like they put a lot of effort and work into this game. And if you haven't played this for Game Boy Advance, I mean, we we here at Game Stuff, uh, we don't sponsor. Uh, you know, going out there, uh, you need to give your money to the developers. But if you don't want to pay. I think it's like a hundred dollars for this stupid game on Game Boy. Okay, so get an emulator. You can play it on the Wii U. It's seven ninety nine on the Wii U. You can still get it on the Wii U. Uh this shop's down on the Wii U. No, it's not. Isn't it? Either way, you need to play this game. I don't care how you get it. Just just play it. You need to now you won't feel the pain that a lot of us felt when the game first came out because for those who don't remember, you had two options for this game. You either had had to have some miraculous way of having two Game Boy Advances, which is what I did, and you have to have a link cable, and you put the new game in the in the in the one, and then you have to like connect your old game in, and you have to transfer the data over because it was an act. The first game, or one of the first games to actually connect over two games, where and if you had a password for it, it was something like almost like forty or fifty characters long passwords to get this this thing to transfer over. But man, it was. It was something. This game was all right, amazing. Roberto. What's your number not, three pick? Not to copy off everybody, but Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of the Valentia. Nice, great so, game. That's fine with me. Can't, can't no copy in there. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just a trickle to memories, but compared to Awakening, which I haven't played, I mean that was my entry into Fire Emblem for the very first time, and the it was a remake of one of the original fire emblems the new mechanics the the very addicting turn-based combat was all excellent the presentation the scope of the story i have to give it up to the to the to the enthusiasm of the english dub because you had amazing persons like uh laura like uh erica limbeck and eric epcar uh oh wait epcar is it Epcar, Epcar. Oh my God, I messed up his. Messed Richard up his... Epcar. Richard Epcar. What? What? What the heck did they say? Eric. You oh said Eric. God. It's Richard. Yeah, he's been in like everything. He's like Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Right. So, um, and the the other voice actors as well. And you, they're through their enthusiasm for the for the for what they have. You really do get this massive, larger than life fantasy story of redemption and power and love and loss and tragedy and. It's a, an amazing experience. I quite frankly think it should have been. It should be adapted into an anime series, or you know, with a oh, movie well, I wish Fire Emblem um, would get adapted so, into an anime series. Oh my god, dude! It's it's tremendous. You got something here. I yeah. really. Castlevania, you're doing oh, Dragons of Dogma. Why in the uh, God's earth would you do Dragons of Dogma over Fire Emblem? That's another one I haven't played. Uh, I keep but, licensing. Well, yeah. one nice. One nice thing is I got to meet Richard Ep- Richard Epcar on a few occasions. He's cool, and then um, Erica Limbeck. That that was actually a complete surprise. I had gone to Atlantic City to Anime Next to, with some friends, and I was just I know it's an anime thing, and you know I was just there to kind of hang out. 
and we went to a panel, my friends and me, and it was the girl who does the Barbie movies. And I didn't know who, and I was like, okay, sure. Like, let me go and hang out. And that's where I got first learned of a woman named Erica Limbeck, who's a voice actress. So she, re- she read her creepypasta, did a Q&A, and then she kept mentioning Celica. And there I was, starstruck. I said, wait a second. She keeps saying Celica, who's the main, one of the main leads of Shadows of the Lentia. I'm like, holy smokes. She did the voice of Celica. The game just came out a month ago. And here she is in front of me. So <laughs> I was... Crazy how the world like, works, right? Yeah. She has the honor of, of having signed the actual cart. And that cart is preserved forever oh, in my oh, opinion. Damn. She signed the cart? Yeah. Uh, Richard Epcart also signed the case. Uh, Lucien Dodge signed the case. A couple others signed the case. Nice. So, that's, like, that's, that's a cool That's a cool collector's item, man. I would definitely keep that on display. Yep. All right. Let's go to number two. Yes. Number two, JT. All the Persona games. Good choice. Oh, yeah. Persona. Persona 4 as the best, in my opinion. Good call. I, I kept Persona off my list. Uh, very. I and I And I should have had it on there, but I was like, as far as my, my favorite, it's not upper echelon. I actually like Shimagami Tensei better than I like uh, Persona, honestly. Well, Persona One's original name was that, and that—that's where they branched off. So I know they're kind of kind of the same. That's Kathy's number one. Uh, I was also gonna been... name that, uh, but I kind of like merged them because they're they're kind of. I mean, they're one of the same. I like Shimagami Tensei Four the best out of all those. Yeah. Roberto, do you have a number two? Warhammer 40,000K Inquisitor Martyr. Good call. Uh, That's yeah. a really good game. Dude, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll accept it. That's a, Yeah, I played that for like 20 minutes, and I was like, hmm, it's a pretty good game. I'll play it some more. I mean, there's so much more to play. Like, I've been itching to play it, honestly, now, even though I have, like, three brand new games, just because um, I love the scope. The, the the absolute thickness of this game is insane. The um all the things that you can do, the gameplay, the universe that it's in, the story. It's really neat. I mean, I I, I do hope that like the you know, Warhammer's been getting some flack lately because Marines are apparently cops and all this other crap. And I'm just like, stop. It's a, it's a it's a it's a game that takes place in space and you fight aliens and shoot them in the face. Stop. You know, okay. yeah, all right. It's just, like, you know, it's, it's a great game. Uh, just enjoy it. Be the, the badass Marine or Inquisitor. Blow the hell out of things. Just have fun. It's a game. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Corey? Okay. So this was a tough choice for me. Um, I was going to put the Mass Effect trilogy, but in all honesty, the trilogy is not that good. Um, you really have to go, you have to go Mass Effect too. It's the best one. It is the best one. It's the only Mass Effect that I've actually uh, beaten because um, I was a PlayStation player, so I never did the first game. And with Mass Effect 2, it was the real experience of playing it that I really wanted to play it again. Um, so, like, it's it's one of the better Mass Effect 2. It really made... it. 2 is what really made Mass Effect good. It It took away a lot of the mechanics out of Mass Effect 1 that made it daunting and hard to play and then it added more elements that made it so good couldn't agree more well that that's my favorite one too 
All right. What about you, Joe? Number two. Um, here comes another hard choice. This is either the two hardest of all time. Uh, I'm going to go with the sky hour of darkness. Good choice. The sky hour of darkness is one of the games that opened me up to playing, um, like grid turn-based RPGs, uh, besides fire emblem. This was probably my gateway drug. I probably played Fire Emblem right after I start. I discovered Disgaea. I discovered Fire Emblem, but Disgaea was was the gateway. It was like okay, and it's one hell of a gateway drug because this game is a bottomless pit, and it keeps you coming back for more. Just the whole like you look on the back of the package, you're like you can level your character up to level nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I'm like, wait, what? What? That's a thing. I can do that. Um. The first game, Hour of Darkness, is very near and dear to me because I love the characters. I love Laharl and Etna and the Prinnies and Flan and um I like the Prinnies because they work for for sardines. Yeah, they work for <laughs> sardines, and if you throw them, they blow up and they know that, so they're like, Don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. And just the humor in that game, like the story is just so good. Like Laharl, like is supposed to inherit hell basically but he oversleeps so they give it to someone else like it's fucking great like such a cool storyline all those um, games have like really funny storylines well, they're well written um i think the first one the first one the third one and the fifth one have the best stories out of all of them i think or the weebs Oh, 100. This is this is weebtastic right here. So I discovered this franchise because one of the guys I work with at GameStop at the time, he played this every fucking day. And, and he brought his tube TV to work and set it up in the back and played it on break. Like this dude was hardcore. And he sat me down. He's like, well, this is how you play. And he's like, this is how you do the geo mapping stuff. And this is how you do this. And this is how you stack. And this is how you like stack guys on one square. And then you can level up because, like, if you if you throw enemies on top of each other, they kill each other, but they gain they like multiply the level of the character you threw on top. So they so when you kill that character, you get all the experience for killing a higher level character. I was like, I was like, I just went down this rabbit hole of knowledge and just wanted to play like all day and every day. And there was days when like I would like not talk like my my wife, my wife, who's now my wife was my girlfriend at the time. And I there was like days when I'd be like. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't hang out today. Uh, I'm not feeling well. And I would literally just sit in my room and play this guy all day. It's a good thing she doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. She knows I used to do shit like that. I'm not like that anymore. That was good. That was, no, that now, was... now he just goes up front to her and goes, you know, I'm just going to go hide out in my room and play this <laughs> No, I'll just ask nicely. Now it's just like, hey, like, I'll, can I can I go play games? She's like, um, no, no, he uses the, she's, you know, like, Corey's been really wanting me to play games today. Like, you don't, you don't understand. Like, he's really lonely. And then he gets up there and he's like, no, I don't want to play multiplayer games with you, Corey. I got to do my single player shit. Yep, exactly. Well, and, and I think, like, this game holds such a special place in my heart because I've bought it so many fucking times on, like, everything I own. Like, I have the original PS2 copy. I'm staring at it right now. It's one of my prized possessions. Like, I own an original PS2 copy of it. It's a very rare game. Woo! So... I have, I actually, JT, I actually have an even rarer piece of Disgaea. I have Disgaea on DS. Yeah, I have it on Nintendo DS. I love that game. It's one of my favorite DS games. Uh, I actually like it better than the PS2 version because I can play it anywhere I go. Um, when I bought, I bought a PSP. What do you think I bought my PSP to play? Disgaea, Hour of Darkness on PSP. I'm amazed you haven't bought it for the Vita yet. 
Uh, I have it for I have it for uh, Switch. I want it again for the Switch. Because I think that's for I think three and two are on Vita. I have it on um, Steam. They are three yeah. and two are on Vita. Yeah, the yeah, PS2 classic on. versions of them. I think. All right, my number two pick is Xenoblade Chronicles. Woo! Nice. What a good game. I spent so many hours. I spent 150 on the first one on 3DS. 200 hours on the second one on Switch. Xenogears is better. What'd you just say? Xenogears is better. It's not. Too bad it is. It's it's really not. Xenogears is so good. I don't know, Joe. It is like, good, but it's not better. White, white, white chick is better than red chick. <laughs> hey, but I like they're the, ba- the battle. I level weeb. I, I yeah, love the battle system of, of Xenogears. Xenogears, like, I really wish they continued that. The only other game that came out that was like that was, um, oh, shit, now I'm, I'm trying to remember that. Uh, Lagaya 2 uh, was the only other game that um, had the same battle system where you would use uh, combinations of directions and buttons in order to do your attacks. Which did your I just remember, remember playing the Xenosaga on the PlayStation 2. And that oh, was Xenosaga. And then I re-looked at how much that stuff costs now, and I'm like, oh. Why is this so good? Because everybody played one, and then everyone was like, this is the best RPG ever made, and then everyone played two and went, what the hell did you do to this thing? And then everyone played three and went, wow, you made it good again. But no one bought two. And then then they retconned it with Xeno, with the Xeno gear. Yeah. The Xeno, yeah. Xeno Saga, sorry, Xeno Saga. No, Xeno Saga is what I'm talking about for PS2. Yeah. Yeah, so good. So such a under... better than redhead chick. Yeah, that was such a good game, and then That's they screwed it up with two. They stuff screwed it up with two. You do know that there's a there's an Easter egg in Xenogears Chronicle Two. One of the one of the blades is the white haired chick. Yep, Xenogears. I got that. Really? Oh, yeah, I got it. It's well because there's Xenogears, there's Xenogears, then there's Xeno Saga, which is the PS2 series of games and then there's xeno uh chronicle or yeah oh my xeno. god yeah xenoblade they just need to re-release xenoblade xenoblade chronicles my bad yeah all right let's go to our number one choice okay. let's go with jt your number one choice for your favorite role-playing game it's better than final fantasy 7 final fantasy 9 Best Final Fantasy oh, ever made. This is why we're on the show. JT, what? you want to? You want to? Okay, so just so I, I know you've never seen it. Joe's seen this thing in person. I have a copy of Final Fantasy IX. That was okay. the greatest hit collection. That yeah, doesn't so do have I. the stamp on the first disc. Yep. So do I. Damn it! Someone else <laughs> that actually has it. Yep. I, I loved it that much. I have it. All right. Uh, Roberta, what's your number one pick? Uh, for right now, it's Cosmic Star Heroin. I just, I really... Good choice. If, I mean, I know it's a shorter RPG. It's 20 to 30 hours. It's definitely it's, on the lighter side, but... No, it's, um, it's like 10 hours. Well, for me, it took 30. I mean, it's I... Because you system boss, on. You know, I also wanted to get all the hidden bosses and secret bosses and and max them out. It's like a twenty-hour platinum. Yeah, 
I mean, and also there's that super dungeon I was ever, never able to beat. I kind of am itching to play it again because there's a separate trophy list for PS4. And um, I must have picked up the, the PS4 and the, the Vita version. The Vita version I got physically. And the PS4 version I must have gotten at another time. So that game came out in 2017 or 2018. But in any case, I just... It captured to me a, a very digital spirit that existed in the 90s regarding space, regarding uh, video space and video games, anime and RPGs in, in space all together, weaving together. And it was this very extremely p- polished and realized vision of the future. It's something that reminded me of like something like Outlaw Star, Ghost in the Shell. Um, there was uh, Colony Wars at the time on PS1. Everyone was really fascinated by space. You know, you had Men in Black, Armageddon, X Files. It just it captured this world, um, this style, and the and the, the world that was depicted was great. The combat's addictive. The music's excellent. It's just a really. It was a nice. People could call it a bite-sized RPG, I suppose, but it was a very, very nice RPG. I just had a great time. I mean, sure, the final boss was basically Frieza, but <laughs> it was it was still very enjoyable. Um, I, I I I listened to the soundtrack on Spotify. Um, I read the hell out of, like the physical copy of the game on Vita came with like an instruction booklet and it had a lot of details and I kind of like you know read into it like a little kid and just you know like I like back to the good old days when you had instruction booklets so. Um, it's it's great. The team right now is working on a magical girl RPG in the spirit of that cosmic star, like something that probably won't be thirty, probably would be thirty to forty hours, probably, but no more. And uh, they're a great team, so um, that that's a that's an impressionable JRPG, and I and I hope we return to that soon one day. Okay, and Corey, what's your number one RPG game? I'm gonna be a weeb on this one. See yes. weeb. Um, I'm going to say Earthbound. Good choice. Or, or if everybody wants to know, Mother 2. Um, I have, just so everyone very knows, I have played every Mother game. Um, I did. I, I, I downloaded the, the ROM because you, there's no other way to get it unless the, in English anyway. Um, the Mother 1, I played all the way through that. Um, I played all the way through Mother 3 with Lucas. Um, and Earthbound is probably one of the best RPGs made on the sense of being what an RPG should be, which is a role-playing game based in the real-life world of realness. Um, It really captures what is good about RPGs. The pacing's really good. Uh, The way the game plays is really good. Um, It was one of the neatest games to have it where um, the story was great and made sense. Um, it's just it has everything, and in all honesty, it was probably the one of the most neatest games to play when it came to uh being an RPG. So it's one of the games I I I I probably go and play it every two years. I'll I'll go back and beat it. I've probably beat it's one of the only RPGs I've multiple plays playthroughs. I've probably beat the game close to thirty to forty times, but you know, it's a great RPG, one of the best. All right, Joe, what is your number one RPG pick? I'm curious. So it's my favorite game of all time, and it's a game that I've talked about a ton. Uh, Iron on Warriors. This show. <laughs> if it was an RPG, maybe. 
It is um, an RPG, one, technically, because you do game battles. You, it is, but no, it's um, it's a game made by a, a developer that's very that I wish was still around. Um, they created tons of classics on the Sega Saturn and PS One. Um, that's Working Designs masterpiece. Uh, Lunar Silver Star Story for PlayStation One. I absolutely love this game. Is my is my all time favorite video game. Um, I I tear up every time I play it because it's just such a beautiful piece of art. It's not just a game. It like it goes beyond being a game. It's a piece of art, and the story is just so immersive. And it's about a young boy named Alex who comes from a small humble town, who enters the life of an adventurer, and he's the heir apparent of the title of Dragon Master, which is like guardian of the planet, and basically the story revolves around him and his ever expanding like list of companions as they go on these trials to prove that he is worthy of the title of dragon master. I just want to let, let you know, you do realize this is available on your Vita, right? Yes, I know it's on my Vita. It's uh silver star harmony. I actually have to buy it. I've, I I've literally like, I've, I, it's like crack. Like every time I open the Vita, I'm like, I really want to just buy it and just play it. But I really wish they would have put it on PS4 like so bad. Like if that's one of the games I wish they would have ported over. And um this game gets tons of critical acclaim and its sequel Lunar 2 Eternal Blue is also an amazing game. But the first game just holds a special place. Um Does that have a trophy list? For uh, Vita? No. no. It's because a, it's a PSP, PSP game. game. It's a PSP game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. So the first first game is it was originally a Sega Saturn game. And then it got ported to PlayStation in 2007. I'm sorry, 2000 yeah, 2000 no, 2008. And then the sequel came out in 2009, I'm uh, 2009, Jesus. Uh 1998, the original uh was remastered for PlayStation 1, which is I'm sorry? 1997, 1998? Yeah. Cuz you said 2007. I know I messed up. I'm sorry. Yes, 97, 98 is when it got brought to the PlayStation in Japan and North America, respectively. And I I bought this game on launch, and it was very expensive. It came with an it came with a beautiful um, package. And Kalai's seen me like look for this thing at convention. Like when we were at too many games, I kept asking like everybody that had it, and it's like a ninety dollar game to get I it. See complete. right, I saw it right now. It's list. There's one copy on e- eBay right now for two hundred and forty nine dollars. Yep, it just keeps it skyrockets because the complete copy comes with all four uh the discs for the game, the soundtrack, a cloth map, and a book that's basically like uh introduction to all the characters and a strategy guide for the first start of the game. Oh, and the complete edition that I'm looking at is actually like it looks like it's still pretty good sealed too. Yeah. Just remembering the day when they had the little guidebook set inside the cases. Oh my god! I know, I know. We're we're we're. Interesting time. I have to say, if no one, if you've never played this game, you guys owe it to yourselves as as like true RPG enthusiasts to go out and find this game and play it. It's very hard to emulate because of the cutscenes in the game, so it's very hard for it to be emulated through an iOS through like a ISO. It's annoying. That's it's been buying though. That's, That's why you need to join Vita Vita Island. Everyone needs to join Vita Island and get this game for Vita. 
I mean, it's only fifteen bucks on Vita. It's only, actually pretty affordable. Only fifteen bucks. I know. I Wait, think why I'm... are you like so into Vita Island when you wanted to burn my Vita? No, 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 no. See, Kali, the diff is the difference. We were talking about sending off a Vita, uh, and it wasn't your Vita we were planning on burning. We were trying to find a broken Vita, or or someone that had more than one Vita, uh, so they could like you know give up a Vita. Did you guys? Burned. Did you guys just do a callback to a like a th- two year old joke? That's pretty. It's pretty slick there, Kali. Thank you. I That's mean, like now Vita, Vita, Vita Island now is like, like man, Vita Island's full of a bunch of like rich hippies now. Like Vitas are so. Like I sent the Vita to Joe because I'm like I, I don't know. I have, like to me it was worth nothing. I got it for free. I, so I, got, my, really I got my I got my Vita. It's worth so much money. And I was like looking online afterwards. I'm like, how much are Vitas actually going for nowadays? And I'm like, what? Why You're like. I'm like, why are Vitas going for so much? It's like, it's not like they're. It's COVID. It's really no, COVID right now. I just, no, I just... it's not COVID. They're actually good systems that no, everybody underappreciated, and now it's, it's like the, there's yeah. Now it's super hard to find them. And you know what the worst part is about that? If everyone would have just underappreciated faults. Oh, they, it's they should have just cared about it when it was there. Memory fucked your system over. It came out, it should have come out at the tail end of the PS4, or the beginning of the PS4, not the tail end of the PS3, and it would have done fine. Let's ask Roberto. Roberto, why did the PS Vita fail? Proprietary memory cards. Thank you. End of story. End of story. Okay, we got there. All right. Can I go to my number one? Don't go ahead. I'll go to my hidden zero negative one. All right. So my number one was a hard choice, but I picked. One role-playing game that I've played multiple times, and I've gotten many, many wonderful hours out of. Monster Hunter. Gonna... You just don't want... You just don't want to me, don't you? I know what your number one is, so that's why I was just... I knew that Monster Hunter wasn't there, so... You know what my number one is? Yeah, I think what? it's Borderlands. It is Borderlands. Uh, never mind. Why am I telling this story? Yeah, it's Borderlands. Never mind. Okay. Thank it, you for listening. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Everybody knows that the number one RPG is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Fuck out of here. <laughs> that, that's the reaction I wanted. Fuck out of here with that noise. No, JT. No, JT. It's Breath of the Wild. Okay, no, it's it, it's 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 every Zelda game out there. I hate all of you. I hate you all. I hate you we all. just want to get we want to get Joe's pants on fire. Why? Why is Borderlands your favorite RPG of all time? I really, I'm really interested to hear this. But Corey, shut the fuck up. I did. I am going to. Jeez. Because it's a looter shooter. Shut the fuck up, JC. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason. let you go. The reason why Borderlands is my favorite series is because I have so many good memories of playing it. Because when I first played it, I played it by myself, and my friend gave me a uh, overpowered weapon um, that was hacked and That's put it into my nice. game. What's that, JT? That's always nice. Yeah, and my husband's like, "Why would you do that? That just makes the game too easy." I'm like, "Cause I have nobody to play with, and the game's better with multiplayer." Like I begged him, and I begged him, and I. Begged him to play Borderlands with me. And he finally cracked. 
And not only did he crack, he played Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2. When Borderlands 3, we fought over which system we were going to get it on, and I was told I wasn't allowed to beat, I wasn't allowed to play the game without him. Then we went back. So I've played Borderlands 1 five different times with five different groups because my friends are like, oh, I've never played Borderlands. I'm like, what? No, we have to play Borderlands. Um, Borderlands 2, I think I'm on my fifth playthrough with Levi. Um, Borderlands 3, I've I've played twice now. Once on Xbox, once on PC. And again, with my friend who was like, I've never played a Borderlands. I was like, let me introduce you to that game. So, I think it's such an easy uh, role-playing game to get in. Especially the co-op. And there's not a lot of co-op role-playing games out there these days that are that much fun. Would you get them on the Switch? No. I no, no that's not a game for Switch. Why not? No. I think they're perfect run, games for Switch. It would, it would run like shit, and you know it. I heard they don't. It, it, it would be like Skyrim. Skyrim runs like shit on that. No, it doesn't. What? Skyrim's awesome on the Switch. Uh. Skyrim is pretty good on the Switch, but you've never... I've played... I have Borderlands 2 for uh, Vita, and like after five minutes, I'm like, I, I can't do this. So I'm not going to get it for Switch. No, Borderlands Vita, is, it's... Borderlands 2 for the Vita was is just terrible. It's god awful. Please don't compare Vita to my Switch. Like that's like are you kidding me? What? It's like comparing a PS3 to that's like comparing like a Honda Civic to a to like a Porsche. When did I compare it? No, I'm comparing it. She's <laughs> talking to me. I'm comparing it. It's the problem is is that Borderlands gets scaled down for these systems. And Borderlands 1 might run great on the Switch. Borderlands Borderlands 2, maybe. But, like, once you start getting to, to, to like, even even 2, I would be afraid to run. Because you're going to start to bottleneck it, just like, um... uh, I mean, there should be no bottlenecking for a 360 game. I know, but... I don't think Borderlands 3 is that bad on the the Switch. Borderlands 3 isn't on the Switch, but nice try. Or 2, sorry, 2. I think it's because the problem is you got to remember it's an enhanced version. If it was the basic version of the game, I think it would be fine. Yes. Yeah. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode because it's been a great RPG. I have one, qu- oh, I have one more question for everybody. Best RPG ever. Shut fuck up. So I have one question for everybody. Real quick, go around quickly. We don't have to spend all night on this. Kali, what's the worst RPG you've ever played? Um, I don't really know. Oh, now I gotta look this up. Do me last. Yeah, Final Fantasy Thirteen, worst RPG ever. No, you get out of here, GP. You shut the hell up. Didn't you know it? And you actually, what? I kind of, I kind of agree with him. Joe, why are you breaking up Serious, like JT. a joke? Breaking up like a what? man. Your anger breaking up everything. What, what? Tell. Okay. What? What's the problem with Final Fantasy Thirteen being the worst? It's because it's still a good RPG. It's not that bad. It's not uh, one of the greatest Final Fantasies, but it's not it's not a terrible it, it, game it's, either. It's trash. Yeah, it's I, I, got the, I, I got the platinum in the game, and I still say it's trash. You, did you say it's too linear? No, 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 no. It We're going to talk about linear. too linear. Let's 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 put Final Fantasy thirteen. Okay. That that that's what she said. It's too linear. No, no, but we're talking about uh, fifteen. No, no, I I, no. I was talking about thirteen. Wow. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, you straight. I, I heard. No, oh, everybody. I sorry. I heard. I heard because the the mic's been cutting out 
when everyone gets super angry. But yes, a hundred percent agree. Okay. Final Fantasy Thirteen, worst Final Fantasy ever. Worst Final Fantasy, worst RPG. Also, worst Final Fantasy. It's trash. Still not okay, the worst so Final Fantasy. It's not worse than Final win. Fantasy Two. That game's just awful. Final Fantasy two. So worse. wait, what? What is? Is that your pick, Joe? No, no, it's not. What's your What's your pick? A worst RPG I've ever played. Yeah. Oh, oh there man. There's. So oh wait, much. I got Trace Mind of White Night Chronicles one. <laughs> That's mine. Oh man, worst RPG. Uh, uh, go to Corey. Come back to me. Oh, oh wait, go God. to me. What about? Please. Why I'm would you to... like pose a question you don't have an answer to? Okay, the worst RPG for PS3 that literally was. It, it, I'm gonna say it, and and Joe's gonna be like, eh, it's gonna be. Um, uh, uh, the last, uh, what was? Oh, fuck! No, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, the Last of Us. No, last no, that's not no, the Last Rem. Uh, Joe, you know what I'm talking about? Joe. Infinite Undiscovered. Yeah, no, Enchanted Arms. That's what I was looking for. Enchanted yeah, Arms. Not, not, <laughs> what a terrible game. Yeah, it was like that Discovery. Was that sucked too. Oh my god, dude! Enchanted that, that Arms. That was like one of the first of the generation. That was like they were experimenting. It was the that. first, dude. It was terrible. It was, also, it was all. It was also a Ubisoft game. So the easy, easy trophy list too, it or was, easy it, achievement list. It was. It was terrible though. It was like, doing like it hours. tried to do like a grid based combat, and it looked terrible. And it was ass. the cutscenes were terrible. And like this looked. This was a PS3 game. And I kid you not, if you just even just looking now back at this game and, and that stupid fucking pizza face guy, um, like I just look at these cutscenes and I'm like, this is not a PS3 or Xbox 360 game. This looks like a PS2 game. And no, was, that, that, that's what most of the 360 games look like back what, then. Like, they, they, I mean, but you had lost you had lost Odyssey. You had Lost Odyssey, which was a great RPG that should be played on the 360. This game is garbage. That that's my pick. Mine was Infinite Undiscovery. It came out the that same. Is also, that is also. Oh my God. It came out the same day as Last Remnant, and I picked to buy that instead of buying Last Remnant, and I regret it till this day. I bought them both, and Last Remnant was still a terrible game at that time as well. I, this is the reason why I changed the White Knight Chronicles one. Because <laughs> that's also pretty trashy all right i'm gonna end this episode that's fine if you, do li- if you do like us please subscribe and rate us you can find us on twitter at GameStuffCast. i'm at kalai 21 that's k-a-l-a-i the number 21 joe is at mr tmnt84 that's m-r capital m-r capital tmnt84 and Corey's at the grounds of gamer that's double d no e um, and we have Roberto at jehuti88, that's J-E-H-U-T-Y-88. Um, we have a Facebook group. You can just stop, you can actually search at GameStuff Podcast on Facebook and find our public. And we have a private one called GameStuff Podcast. Um, we do have a Patreon page, so just head over to patreon.com forward slash proven gamer. Um, JT, did you want to give out any of your um, information or? Anything and how they can get in contact with you or no? Uh, you can find me on PlayStation at that one seagull. You can find me on Xbox at the Alpha Seagull, and I'm not giving you any social. That's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. 
Um, we are sponsored by Amazon. Just go to ProvenGamer.com, click on the Amazon link, and do your shopping like normal. We are also partnered with Humble Bundle. The link is in my show notes. Just uh, click on the Humble Bundle link, do all your shopping for your PC and Switch games, and it supports the Extra Life charity. Um, we also have our other shows, The Trophy Horse, so check them out. I want to thank Isaac Sago for our logo and the band Take Away the Ugly. And thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Game Stuff. It's force be with you. Have a good one, guys. Catch you guys later. And remember, the poop sock is with you. Zelda's not an RPG. Have a good night, guys.